What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Just Go Podcast with your host, me, Nick Glassett. So this is a uh, booze and biz episode. We do them every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So if you haven't caught us, you need to get on there. You need to hook it up. The link to that is down in the description. We do them via Zoom, so you can come on, you can watch, and then you can unmute, and you can conversate. You can answer questions, or you can ask questions. They're, they're a lot of fun, man. But this one was recorded on February 15th. It was a banger. I think you're going to like it. Um, it was a part two of a two-parter, how to train employee to replace you, how to train an employee to replace you. Um, and then after my opening keynote, we get into all sorts of Great conversations about why pretty wide ranging. Um, it's gonna be awesome. This episode is like two hours forty minutes, I think. So not bad, not bad. Uh, please enjoy the show. Before you do, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, do me the hugest favor: leave a rating. Go hit the star rating. Go hit the star rating. I believe you can do that on Apple Podcasts too. I don't listen to Apple Podcasts. So I don't really know, but. Please, please, please leave a rating, a review, write something, type something. It means so much to me because it helps me grow the podcast, right? I'm just a little guy right now trying to get bigger. So anyways, let's get into booze and biz. This episode is going to be uh, fire, so enjoy later. Record. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Booze and Biz. Today is February 15th, and tonight we're talking about how to replace yourself, how to hire somebody to replace yourself. Sorry, no, that was last week. That was last week. There's a two-parter. Tonight is training somebody to replace yourself. Uh, so anyways, welcome to the greatest show on the internet involving drinking and business. Um, we've had a great time. We've had some crazy, crazy, crazy episodes the last couple of weeks. Uh, last, last week was another four-hour banger. Uh, it was good times. It was good times. Um, so tonight, I'm actually drinking vodka yes vodka um i haven't drank vodka since i was in high school legitimately i was a junior in high school and vanilla coca-cola just come out and vanilla vodka maybe just came out i don't know i was in high school and i decided to be a good idea to mix those two together that was a bad night that was a bad night um i didn't drink liquor period for years plural after that and then i don't think i've drank vodka really since then like i've had a vodka drink here and there whatever um, but, uh, I was super hungover and, and I talked to a buddy. He's like, bro, you got to get off the Brown stuff, get on the clear stuff. So we're going to do vodka. We're going to do vodka. Cause, um, just kind of talking to Justin, I'm lowered the drinking levels as well. You know, uh, Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, basically. Um, so anyways, we're doing vodka. It's trying to avoid some hangovers. Um, no vodka, no vodka sponsors, still no, still no alcohol sponsors. I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay. Um, tonight I'm drinking Yo, Sam's Club vodka. Start getting you to drinking Happy Dads, man. Is that a vodka? It's actually a it's a seltzer, and they're they got electrolytes in them. They're pretty good, but I got some pulls. I might be able to get you a Happy Dad sponsor. Let's go, let's go. I'll try them. Yeah, let me try them. Make sure I like them. But uh, I will take the sponsorship. Let's go. You you are definitely fit the Happy Dad brand. You're you're a Happy right. Dad. Love it, dude. I have a dad, so. Um, if you guys want to support the show, do so please by supporting the businesses that support us. You can find them in the comments down below of the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Um, and then let's just uh, let's just let's get going. So um, tonight we're doing how to train someone to replace you. So I'm going to open this week's show up by doing kind of a recap of last week. 
because after all, it is a two-parter. So last week was how to find someone that can replace you. So real quick recap. The first point I made in last week's show is that in order to find more people or to find better people, good people, period, you kind of have to change your behaviors, right? We're so used to bitching and complaining that there's no one good to hire that all it does is create a conversation around us that that kind of manifests that, makes that come true. Instead, you need to change the conversation to where it's going to move the listener, the person you're talking to, to give you a name of somebody else that would be good working for you and then go get their phone number, right? Ask for that phone number. Then turn around the next day, text that person so you can set up an interview with that person at a local coffee shop, okay? Second point I made last week was the interview and how important that is, okay? The crazy fun fact of the week was that the number of people that bang their head against the wall that can't hire anybody good that don't do interviews, just, I still can't comprehend it, okay? Do interviews, do interviews at a coffee shop if you don't have an office, like a warehouse office, okay? So in the interview, you wanna focus on getting an accurate interview, not a good interview. Those are two very different things you need to delineate there, okay? You can sit in an interview and do a good job talking to the applicant and turn that into a good interview. That's not the job here, okay? You wanna get an accurate interview by having them tell you stories about a time they did something that aligns to your company's core values or your personal core values. An example would be, tell me a story about a customer that was very needy. You're gonna have the full story come out of this person and you're gonna be able to extrapolate out whether they like to make customers happy or if they're just there for a paycheck. Okay. Then as we go through the interview and we like them, we switch the interview around and we actually start talking more than we're listening, telling our stories to get them to want to work with us. Essentially, we're recruiting them. We do not hire on the spot because that makes us look desperate. We tell them we'll be in touch by a specific day. Boom. We now have found an employee to train and get that person ready to replace us in some area of the business. And maybe, just maybe, they're the future manager or the future CEO that can like fully replace you so you can drink on the beach and make money. Okay, so now for tonight's topic, how do we train them to replace us once we have found them? First, I want to start off this whole entire night by explaining the word replace, okay? So, and this is a fun one too, because it comes with a little activity. So, um, and this activity, I think will bring a lot of value uh, to you and and to your company. So I'm I'm low key intrigued to see how many people will actually do it. Um, so what I want you to do tomorrow is get a blank piece of notebook paper and title it at the top your company's name, organizational structure. Okay, so the jump off organizational structure. Then what you're going to start doing from there is listing out all the jobs that exist in your company. Okay, I think it's fun to kind of start at the top because it makes you feel fancy. Okay, so you start at the top with president and chairman. Okay, then you've got CEO, CFO, COO, CMO, right? And then the next tier of people that report to all the C-suite folks is VP of sales, VP of ops, VP of marketing. Okay, then you've got the sales manager and the ops manager, the warehouse manager, the, the, the customer service relations Specialist, right? All the way, doo -doo -doo -doo, all the way down to the delivery driver and the custodian. Okay. So now you have a list of every single job in your company. Okay. 
or, or every single job you've made up in your company that you see your vision taking it right when, when your company grows. Okay. Next to then that then next to each job, you're going to place the name of the person that does that job. Simple. Now, a lot of you, uh, that are on this, uh, podcast slash live are going to have your name everywhere, right? That's perfect. That's perfect. There's no uh, uh, rights or wrongs here. There's no rights or wrongs. Okay. What I want you to do is just please do me a favor and put a reminder in your phone right now that says do Nick's activity tomorrow and then make it go off at a, at a time that's relevant to you. 9am, 12pm, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm again, I'm interested to see how many people do it. I would love like it would I would literally freak out if you guys send me some pictures. Like I would absolutely love to see some of them. Okay. Um, so when it comes to that organizational chart and the hiring, okay, obviously my name was next to everything, right? My wife helped a little bit with this and that or the other, but I did everything. Okay. And then I made the decision to start hiring at the cleaner position, right? Because to me, this was the role that was, it was just easiest to hire for, and it was the lowest investment of my personal time. Okay. It's just, it's, it's not a customer facing, it's not a customer facing position. So I'm not bettering the business by being out there cleaning a bunch of freaking bounce houses. And it's not very difficult to do other than rolling them, but I can teach that. Right. So once I, once I hired the cleaner, right. Uh, which was my next door neighbor, he was a 15 year old, uh, Dominic. So shout out to Dom who's now freaking almost about to graduate but um so dom starts cleaning everything right and it freed me up to go do the my ceo job and my cfo job and my cmo job and my delivery driver job and my right all the other things that have my name next to it i could go do but but kind of the the thing i want to focus on there is once i hired that that entry level position or that uh, position that was not very um that didn't invest in the growth of the company really. Once I once I hired that, I could then go do cool stuff like make koozies and and magnets and and kind of slow down and think about things and have a vision for the company versus just balls to the wall at all times, right? So then next thing I did was I hired a delivery driver. Okay. And this was somewhat, we had one truck and one trailer. It was actually a Jeep, but, um, and so we split the workload, right? So I'd go drop off some and he'd go drop off some. So that would cost me money in payroll, but it would give me more time to go work on other areas of the company. And just full disclosure on this for, for a multitude of reasons, but I fucked that one up. Okay. Um, we won't go into those, those reasons, uh, right now you guys can ask about them later if you want to, but, um, basically by, by late summer, 2020, I was back to working all alone other than Dominic was still cleaning everything. Right. So I'm back to one man show basically as I kind of reflected, right. You got, when you're running, running, I mean, I, there was days I'd pick up 15 units by myself. You know what I mean? Pushing manually, by the way. I did not have a motorized dolly at the time. I didn't even know they existed. Um, but but you're driving around so much, picking up so many units, doing so much stuff, you know, that you have a lot of time to reflect and think. And so I just kind of like, it dawned on me. I need to, I really needed to change the strategy of of how I structured the business from going from looking for that expensive, established, professional free agent to building through the farm system, okay? It's much easier to hire somebody at a lower level, right? And this can often be a, either a younger person or just a less experienced person, okay? So you hire at that lower level and then train them up. And as they grow, you're gonna give them more responsibility, 
versus bringing in the more expensive person that's more established. Maybe they're they're older, they have their own truck, their own trailer, whatever, right? And trying to get them to fit the culture of your company to adjust their bad habits and to try and kind of fit them into your system, to shoehorn them into your system. It's just, it's so much easier, you know what I mean, to hire a 17-year-old, stick them in your truck, train them thoroughly and get them ready to go uh, because the only things they know are the things that you're bringing to the table, the knowledge you're bringing to the table, okay? Now, that doesn't mean if you don't, that if you have the shot to bring in the the free agent um, and it looks like things are going to align correctly, do it. Like you don't get that shot very often. Just just remember it's not the answer every time or it's not the the person you need to be out there recruiting and trying to bring in at all times, okay? It is the right answer when those stars align, but but there's a lot of stars that have to align to make it make sense, okay? Now, as you begin to build your people from the ground up using the farm system, a super cool thing is going to start to happen. You're going to realize how much you actually know about running your business. And aside from feeling like a badass, uh, which which you probably will. And listen, good for you. You you know you should because you are like you're a badass. Like you do everything. It's pretty impressive, right? Um, but but you'll actually start to uh, develop a training process. Believe it or not, that that little bit right there is actually how my you my entire youtube channel really really was born right i had the dream of doing it but but that piece right there right training somebody training my second re like uh once i started rebuilding the company training my second person is what what really sparked the youtube channel because i kind of started to have that epiphany right like oh my god i know this way way better than i thought um so as you kind of go through that epiphany my suggestion is to record the whole training process that you're going through with with your first guy or gal in your computer on a Word document from the very beginning. As you get better at training, your list is going to get a, a little more robust and, and a lot more focused. And you'll have the beginnings of what will eventually become the training manual and you'll be or or the the training regimen, right? So when you're done training your first employee and they're doing great and you hire your second employee, boom, you can hand some of the training regiment over to first employee so they can start training second employee for you slash with you, right? Really get some ownership going in the, in the company. Now, after hearing all of that, I hope you feel all, you know, motivated and tingly inside because uh, hopefully hiring someone now feels a little lighter and simpler, uh, not as daunting and tiring, right? It's 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 something that just wears people out, um, and I get more. I don't I don't want to say feedback, but I get more negative comments about that portion of business than anything else. I get lots of questions about business. That's the one that I get the most stress behind the questions for sure. Okay, I'm here to tell you you can do it, you will do it, and I'm a hundred percent here to help. Okay. Now at the end here, like I'm almost done, but at the end of my little rant here, you know, you guys, you know, all questions are welcome. So you can put them in the chats uh, on Facebook and Zoom right now. Um, and I'll answer every single one by tomorrow, I promise. Um, or you can always write unmute and we can uh, have a good conversation. So um, before we get to that, I want to touch on if you're interested in your replacing yourself at a higher level, okay? If you want to replace yourself in a whole lot of positions, or you want to replace yourself, quote unquote, completely, 
to where it's it's a passive thing, okay? Before we get to that, I want to make a couple quick points, all right? Three quick points. That and, and these points are something that kind of can confuse a lot of newer leaders and newer entrepreneurs, okay? So the first one is the most major one. That's why it's number one. No matter how amazing the person you hire is, that the best they're ever going to do is 80% of whatever your 100% is, okay? To say that differently is no matter how amazing you are and how amazing there are, there's always going to be a 20% gap in between their best and your best. It, the, the reason that exists is simple. You're the owner of the business. You care the most. You want the success the most. You get the most accolades. You get, right? It's your business. If you want them to get to your 100%, you want them to get that next 20% of the gap, there's only one way to do it. That's to give them 50% of your company. And I, I don't think you're getting them there anyway, right? You, you, you're the badass that created something from nothing. You then gave it a name. And now people pay you for use of service that that name brings. Only a crazy person would do that, okay? Only a highly talented person would be able to pull that off. So the gal or guy that you got to give 50% of your business to, to get to work as hard as you, probably doesn't have the drive of the crazy person that built something from nothing. So to say all that, I just don't think you're ever getting there, right? You've got to be comfortable with getting 80% to your 100%, okay? The second thing you need to recognize here is that it's highly likely, no matter who you just hired, you probably didn't hire your total replacement, right? You did not hire the future CEO. To say it differently, you probably didn't hire someone that can give you 80% of your 100, okay? Their, their capacity probably isn't 80%. They're gonna have a lid on their leadership ability and it's gonna cap them at 71 or 54, 33%. You'll know soon enough as you work with them. So just, just listen to your gut. Okay. But the chances are you didn't even hire somebody that can get to 80. Okay. Third point here, that's totally okay. That's totally okay. Cause you only need one CEO. And for the time being, you're planning on being it, right? Don't work to make everyone the CEO, work to place everybody in a spot that they can have wild success at. Some people just want to be an amazing delivery driver. Okay. Say so they just want to afford. <laughs> Xbox Live and Call of Duty. That's perfect because you need multiple delivery drivers. And if you can have some tenure in that position, you know what you can do? Make that person your trainer of drivers going forward and they can remain a driver for a long period of time. So there we go. That's how you set up training within the company so you can start replacing yourself on that organizational structure, on my, on my little activity, okay? If you're going to recruit well, interview accurately and train properly, okay? Recruit well, yet last week's episode. Interview accurately, also last week's episode. And train properly, this week's episode. You're gonna start replacing your name on that list with other people, turning your micro little teeny tiny business from a job that you have to go do, right? You started a company or did you start a job? Well, in the beginning, you pretty much always start a job, right? but then we can go turn it into a company, all right? Now, if you really, really, really do want to go that extra mile and, and hire that amazing person that can take over everything and, and 
make your business passive and step away? How do we do that? Right. And this is something that I think about a lot because uh, we live in the New Orleans area, right? We live in Louisiana, but we're not from here. Um, I'm from Utah. My wife's from California. Both our kids were born here, but uh, we're going to end up in California at some point in time, right? It's just inevitable, right? It's just inevitability. And I've accepted that. Okay. And I know California is, is what it is. And it also is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I like to, I'm not a planner, so I'm not going to say I'm a planner, but um, I like, right. I have vision, right? I have vision. So I am the CEO. So I started the conversation with Michelle, my wife, about what the hell do we do when we move, right? Even though it's a decade plus away. She says, well, you know, we're going to pack up all the slides and drive them across the country and, and we'll open the jump off over. And I was like, no, 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 no. Jump off is never leaving St. Tammany Parish in Louisiana. It's established here. I know what to expect. I know exactly everything here, right? So I will be in the process, low key, I'm kind of always in the process of looking for my ultimate replacement so I can run the business from California, so to speak, right? Or maybe it's going to be Texas, or maybe we're going to move to Florida, like who the hell knows, okay? But how do we do that, okay? So this is something that's kind of going to be all hypothetical, right? Obviously, I haven't done this to to the nth degree I'm talking about. I've dabbled with this a little bit in my corporate uh, past, but um, what we're going to do is a mixture about what we've already just discussed, okay? But we got to we got to we got to scale it up, okay? We have to elevate it so um, you can start to see like you need to figure out if you hire to see suite level talent, right? So what are you going to look for? They finish the cleaning early and do it better than you ever did, right? They load the trailer faster than you. They climb the roof right now. I'm talking about my Christmas life business, but they climb the roofs better than you are faster than you their, their legs aren't sore the next day the equipment is put back cleaner than if you did it and faster right everything's more efficient magically the customers don't talk to you anymore because they want to talk to that person the employees in your business have stopped asking you questions because they are already answering them all they're going out of their way to create coaching teaching moments they add a whole entire page to the training regiment regiment by themselves because they felt it was missing, right? See the pattern here. You, my friend, have hired a leader, not a worker. And when it happens, you'll know because it's exactly like being in love. You just know when you know, right? You'll know when it's real and you won't have to ask your mentor and you won't have to, you know, contemplate on it. You'll just know, okay? How will you know? You'll get super freaked out. One day when you imagine your life without them, like imaginary world, and you imagine your life without them, okay? You'll have a daydream of them quitting and you're just gonna cause a panic attack immediately. You'll miss them when, they're, when you're working up at the shop and they're not there, okay? What the hell do you do with that person? Well, the only thing you can do there is be a stronger leader. That's it. Like, uh, uh, sorry, not a stronger leader than them. That is um, implied, okay? You have to, you have to step up your leadership. You have to become a stronger leader than you currently are now. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to give them responsibility. They're going to have it running smoother than you did in two weeks anyways. So just keep giving them more. The reason that they can run something smoother than you ever did is because they're doing less than you are ever doing, right? When you are doing everything, you're doing everything. So 
you're, you do everything to the hundred percent of your ability, but you purposely cut corners in areas just because you just, I mean, you just can't be excellent in every CFO, CMO, right? Right. You give them more responsibility. You, you, you may have doubled their pie, but you have like 500 pies. Okay. So they're going to start doing things better than you did. You're going to have to swallow your pride or your ego. That's the right word, your ego, and let them run with it. Like you're just going to have to let them run with it. Okay. As they are accomplishing all of those things, compensation also has to be brought up here. Okay. Does it have to jump huge? No. Remember, they're still, they're still working within your comp company. Like you created something from nothing. They've improved the something after it was already generated in, in the world, right? It's, and it's already generating revenue. So, so don't, you're the owner. You can do whatever you want with your money. My suggestion is don't go nuts here, okay? But you do need to use your, your entrepreneur intuition. Should you switch them to salary? Should you bump them, you know, way the hell up to $30 an hour? Should you give them ownership stake in your company? What's called sweat equity? The answer to those questions is yes. Now, which one is yes? I don't know, but but the answer is yes. Okay. You need to hang on to them like you hang on to your significant other. Okay. Back in the day for Christmas, Michelle used to get a $400 Michael Kors purse, you know, and the $100 matching wallet. And I thought I was a baller, right? Now she's got Louis Vuitton with a matching wallet and then another thing called a crossbody that's like a wallet with a rope on it. I don't know. But but right, the cost of those things is all 6X what the crappy Michael Kors stuff was worth back in the day, right? As your company grows, you have more capital to invest in somebody. And as the relationship grows, they're more worth investing in, okay? In the beginning, an extra dollar an hour is probably cool. Okay. As they continue to crush it and make your life easy. That's how I always, that's how I always word it with them is, is, are you making my life easy? Yes. You went out there and delivered six bounce houses today. However, you called me seven times, got lost twice and forgot a blower. Like at no point in time was my life easier today than if I would have just gone and done it myself. Yes. I got to stay at the office or yes, I got to stay at the house and cook pancakes or whatever the fuck I was doing. But my life was not any easier. I would just was so frustrated. I wish I would have done it myself. Okay. Um, but in the beginning, you know, if they're making your life easier, cool. A dollar an hour might be cool. They continue to make your life easier. Maybe you pump it another three, or maybe you have some sort of commission that comes into play. Maybe it's vesting shares in the company that pay dividends at the end of the year. The possibilities are endless, okay? But you need to make sure that the compensation fits for better and for worse, right? Don't overpay them, but definitely don't underpay them. Actually, I take that back. Do, do overpay them. Do overpay them, right? But don't underpay them. Don't go crazy, okay? As they continue to learn and grow and show promise that they're going to be able to fill your shoes, now is when some some fun stuff starts to happen, which can be scary to invest in, but you have them start shadowing you on all of the hard stuff, right? They they think that this is easy, okay? And they're actually, and I hate to break this to you, they're at this point already talking to their friends about leaving and starting their own business. 
because they think it's so easy, right? Really, you're like the dome. Like you, you protect them and they play in your little dome and they get to go run around in your little dome and do things. If you open the dome, they would break their mind, okay? They know next to nothing about the whole entire organization, okay? Now is when you begin to start to open the dome just a little bit so they can start to see what goes on. Whether that's the tough phone conversations or even better, the tough one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations with other employees, how you pay taxes, the cost of payroll, uh, um, workers' comp, right? How much every week payroll is X, right? But then you have to pay their taxes, their basically half their taxes, and workers' comp, right? What your insurance premiums are, uh, when they renew, conversations with your accountant on this, that, and the other. When you start doing that, you start doing two things, okay? Number one, you're showing them that despite that everything they do, which by the way, they think they run the whole company, you're doing way, 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 way more and way, way, way harder stuff. Like you're playing the game on legendary and they're like on medium mode, okay? Number two, you're seeing if they have the tenacity, if they have the stomach to take on that C-suite role, okay? Now, if they respond well to, to this, then you, my friend, may have found your future CEO. So you at that point, you can get them doing everything with you. And dear God, take care of them the absolute best way that you can. Because uh, if you ever do lose that person, which which I have in my corporate life, lost that person multiple times, it's gut, it guts you instantly. Like it's the most gut-wrenching thing ever, right? How do you take care of them from this point forward? Get them a company credit card with their name on it. Get them a fancy title and get them some stupid business cards printed, right? That they're never going to hand out to anybody but their buddies at the party, okay? Let them drive the company truck. Like, get them a company vehicle that they can just drive all the time, right? Give them opportunities to run half of your monthly meetings. Other little things like that that can help kind of make them the mini you so one day they can be the real you. And then guess what? they'll probably end up even being larger than you. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. So that is training someone to replace you. Training someone to replace you. Now, I am very intrigued um, about, and at this point, we can open it up to questions, discussions, uh, whatever you guys got. I'll go back through and read the uh, chats here. The, it looked like Facebook chat was, was a little bit active there. Um, but um, I'm very intrigued to see uh, please, please, please DM me pictures of your, of your, of your org, your organizational, what did I call that? Organizational structure tomorrow. I, I really want to see those. They're, they're super cool. So what is, what is your name is uh, like the head of the company? Cause you can put whatever you want. I stick with CEO because uh, historically CEOs have been talked about, like they're the ones with the vision, right? They take the company to new places and new this, that, whatever they got the vision. So that's, that's what I've always stuck to. Like, president that always felt like i gotta make tough decisions and like i just kind of swoop in like ceo like you know you can still get your hands dirty so these titles don't really mean anything it's just your official title on paperwork and the responsibilities always like go on like go to them so my like like elon musk was uh i forgot what he what wrote what was his but he said he was explaining like you could recently write whatever on there so i i'm the uh master of ceremonies master of ceremonies for the company Yes. That's awesome. The MC. 
This is my little. Oh, can you? Are you on camera? No, you're not on camera. You want to wave hi to people? No. She got workout clothes. She's all hype, so she's got on her workout clothes. There we go. Can you see him? Stand on your tippy toes. Ooh. <laughs> I can't see because the words are in there. You're up here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> all right. You good? All right. I love you. Um, all right, we got some questions. Facebook's got some questions. Let's go check it out. Um, this is a long one. Hold on, I'm reading it. Okay, so basically, so this is Zachary Anderson, and I think Zach asked, can you see my comment? Uh, yes, Zach, I can see it. Um, so he said that he started out with two summers ago with three slides, and now it's up to 16 units total. Um, and he was reinvesting in it as much as possible and really hustling as hard as he could. And can I explain how I blew up uh, so fast and big? Um, oh, and he's right by me. He's in Gulfport. Yeah, you're right by me, dude. Um, yeah, so so basically, um, I had a couple a couple lucky things that helped me blow up so big. So number one was COVID. Like, let's just call a spade for a spade. Um, I'd started the company in 2019. Um, I'd... Um, hit what I call the bounce house lottery. Um, so I bought nine bounce houses and an enclosed trailer for $2,000. Um, and so that way when COVID hit, right. And we were like super dinky. So I had that, that took me to 12 units and a very goofy inventory, like not well thought out at all. Right. Cause it's, I bought them all in bulk, but, uh, but that, but that meant once COVID hit that the world shut down and the bounce house backyard rental bounce houses, or at least around me went fucking insane um i rented out my entire inventory of, uh, i didn't have 12 blowers at the time i had nine blowers so i rented out my entire inventory that i could blow up which was i, I believe was nine in one day um off the back of a viral facebook marketplace post um that was almost uh three years ago so that was uh it was late march 2020 from that point forward like that kind of got me over the hump right when you start the business, it's hard to get the clients. Once you're getting clients and they were flooding at me, like I was booked out, like I couldn't, I couldn't buy enough inflatables because there was none to buy. Like we were booked out completely solid, everything I had every single week. Um, so that kind of took care of my client problem. So then I could focus on growing the company uh, from a market share standpoint, uh, doing, doing as much freaking marketing as I could to, no, I'm, I'm going to use a different word, not marketing. I did as much as I could to try and get the people the, the, the clients to remember who the fuck I was. That's what I did. Okay. Made magnets. I made flyers, uh, magnets for the car, uh, for the Jeep. You know what I mean? I made these shirts. This isn't one of the OG shirts, but you know, cotton shirts to wear. Like I did everything I could to make sure that people that rented from me would remember me post COVID. Right. Cause we knew it wasn't going to last forever. Um, so that really gave me like instantaneous traction with that was luck, good timing, whatever you want to call that. From there, um, I just ran it like a good ass business. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of bounce house uh, companies are run like very sloppily. They're run very sloppily with with a haphazard manner. And I ran mine like a legit ass company. Like I was traded on the freaking New York Stock Exchange. You know what I mean? And so that level of professionalism in everything that I did and making good decisions just caused us to grow super fast. Right. Um, and then the next thing I did that was, um, was, was, I was fortunate enough was my wife is an amazing recruiter. So 
Um, she, she does a much better job recruiting than me. Um, so she's filtering me. I, I'm getting interviews from my wife like crazy because she owns a hair salon. So she's talking to all the moms and the aunts and the grandmas, whatever. You know what I mean? And, and <clears throat> I did a good job hiring the right people. Um, I've only made one hiring mistake since my original fuck up in 2020. I've only made one hiring mistake. Um, and he got fired and built the culture that I have now. And, and, and that's, yeah. So that's it. So COVID then did everything I could to make sure people remembered me, ran it like a real business, knew how to build strong teams and did so, uh, with as much vigor as I could. I got a, I got a hiring tip and a little story I'd like to share. Yeah, let's go. I, I, like I literally live. So I live like right on the edge of the city like on a city line, right where it gets into the suburbs, but Buffalo is just one big city and suburbs area and whatnot. Um, I live slap smack dab in the middle, right on the edge of the hood. And I did one Facebook post one in the local community that I am from and in a group of like, it's like 3000 people, 4,000 people. And I had everybody's mother and I still have people hitting me up to this day off this one post from last year. That's badass. And I got all my guys from last year from it just off one Facebook post in a local Facebook group in, in the area. Cause I, cause basically everybody drives right past my warehouse and sees all the bounce houses blown up. And I, this was awesome. So like one, that's lucky. That's, that's just one thing going to it, but this, it, I can go into more detail about this because now all the people that were hitting me up were within walking distance of the shop. So there's so much benefits of that. It's, it was, it was awesome. One, if you, if you were late, like you, like, well, like you couldn't even just walk here. You could get a ride or anything like that, or I could just pick you up on the way out or something like that. You know what I mean? If the, if the truck wasn't loaded or just pick you up in the morning, if you gave me, gave me enough time, cause it's literally right around the corner. Um, or somebody else will grab you cause you pick somebody, you know what I mean? Have somebody else. Cause I'm not everybody's taxi, but then yeah. what else did, what else did it did is when I needed a last minute person, everybody was right here too. So it's like, it wasn't that much time. A lot of people just hop in the truck um, bunch of money, honey, hungry kids in the area. They all wanted a job. I just basically treated it like, um, like the union pretty much. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're on call. My habit is like, a, you're on a list. You know what I mean? It's, and it's not as formal and there's no contracts as much. So it's like, you're on my shit list and I just won't call you as much. You know what I mean? If you freaking, if you end up, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're not really doing it. You're not like showing up or anything, but then I let people work their way up the list and to those positions and give and the people that are answering the freaking calls because it gets crazy and i'm building it right now so it's not the hours are never uh structured right because i'm still i'm still building it but i have it steady now right you know what i mean i know what all their hours are and all the people so i only have to treat like a few people like that like the bottom of the line where it's like rotating where there's there's a list because now i've already weeded out all the people with that list. Now I got the people that are always in there. There's, there's even more crazy stuff to it too. Like, uh, I'm thinking about possibly even hiring union labor at one point for some of the stuff that I do, or like a separate, separate, like separate 
part of my company that just does the tents through union labor, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, that's a whole, yeah, that's a in-depth conversation. Um, I think some of that is super interesting and, and a lot of good potential there. Um, if you can harness the, the platforms, you know what I mean? If you can harness the, like it's, I have, go, go ahead. Well, if you think, just think about it. Cause it's like, it's not as crazy of a stretch as you think. It's just owning the equipment and knowing how to do the contracts and what you're doing. Because what's the difference between a company that does pipe and drape and somebody that does a trade show? Right. That's true. That's true. You're just owning the equipment and now you don't even need any employees. You just need to write a contract and you have the union do everything and they already know what they're doing with all that equipment. So it's yeah, like, it's, it's, um, you just had your head leads, which is, which is, if you know anything, like a lot of people know about concerts. So if you heard the term stagehand, so like, and then roadie. Well, a roadie is a person that goes with the show and tells everything that what it's doing. When you have a person that goes and does a festival, sometimes you use volunteers. That person that you're sending that's representing your company is just doing the same exact thing as a roadie would at a concert. You're dele- that your, your person is delegating to a bunch of other people and that they're the ones setting all the stuff up. So right. it's, it's the exact same thing that happens in the union. So it... Th- the scalability of this is really, um, it's there. People just don't think about it, but that's, that's like the next level when it comes to this stuff. And a lot of these people, when you you start hiring unions for certain stuff, like they're already trained in a lot of this different stuff, especially tents. Like they set up full clamshell tents around here in, in my area. It's like, if I owned a clamshell tent and I could rent it out, I could literally just hire the union to do it. There's a whole pay rate scale and everything. And dang. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got asked. Um, we were doing Christmas lights. We were doing a big job. Um, I think it was the biggest biggest job we did the entire year. And uh, she was she'd ask me if we were if I sub if I sub out anything. Like, I mean, we were already on the job, right? We were already doing everything. Uh, she rolled up, and I walked over, and and uh, she's like, "I just want." I'm, and she was amazing, right? She bought us all lunch. She was super cool. Um, but she was like, uh, "Do you guys do you, do you sub anything out?" Or are they all your in-house employees? I'm like, oh no, man, these are all in-house employees. Like, not not that I'm uh, anti-sub workout, but I just am such a people person. Like, I need to, like, I, I don't, I am not a control freak. Okay, and this might may paint me in that way, and I'm not one. I'm such a people person. Like, I want to have interaction with the people. And let's see, how do I say this right? I want to build right. So you go sub something out. It's like you sub out a job and then it's done by them. And then like you pay them and you're done here. And hopefully they did a good job. And like, hope you vetted them and right. All that stuff. A- if, if you, if you hire them within the company, like you get to work with them and build them up and help them grow and give them leaders. Like, that's what I mean when I say I'm just such a people person that I, I don't ever, I wouldn't sub anything out. Um, at my current businesses, I wouldn't sub anything out. Um, all right, we did have a couple of questions, um, not related to hiring, but um, I think they're very good questions. So um, let's see, let's start with, uh, and this is from Instagram. So shout out to you, Instagram. So we've got seven people watching. That's good. That's good for Instagram. Um, this is from somebody called Full Bricked. Um, they asked, is it worth it to run a company with just one rental to start out? The answer to that question is no, it is not. Now, it can be done. It can be done. 
The reason though that the answer is no is because one bounce house, right? Let's say you bought it new. Let's just say it costs you two grand, right? It's a regular bounce house, 12 by 12 or something. Um, you spend $2,000 on that and you want to start renting it out. Well, your insurance is going to cost you four, roughly, depending on what state you're in, per year, right? $4,000 per year. So the amount of times you have to rent this bounce house, that's probably best case scenario going out for what? 150 bucks, unless you're way up north, then maybe 200, but it's a bounce house. It's just not going to bring in a ton of revenue. The, the likelihood that you recoup just your insurance cost is low. Okay. Now that scares people and it should, this is a real in uh, uh, industry. This is a real business. You can't just walk in and start a business with two grand in any world. Okay. That's just not how it works. Cost of doing business is more than that. So my suggestion buy at least three. Okay. My suggestion is, and, and this could change depending on your market, but this is the vast good majority of, of, of advice buy wet dry combos then you can get rolling because your four thousand right and insurance still costs four thousand dollars your four thousand dollars is much easier recouped um with that level of inventory and that selection of inventory than it is with one bounce house okay you're going to pay four thousand dollars a year until you're making roughly fifty thousand dollars a year on on rentals just just for just for uh um yeah, example. And then yep. uh, the second part of the question was, does small selection scare away clients? Um, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Uh, the answer to that is probably yes and probably no. Like there's definitely clients out there that don't give a rip. Um, there's definitely clients out there that do, right? Nobody, no, there's no schools that are renting from you. There's no schools going to your website with one bounce house on it and running it from you. Sorry, not happening. There's, uh, but that's okay. Go ahead. There's ways around that too. There is, there is. I, uh, I personally think, and this is like a, this is like another party rental knowledge hack here, but you know, like straight up, you just things that are like highly ranked SEO items, especially in your area that you might not know, like, say you don't own a dunk tank, just put a dunk tank on your site. Like you're going to buy one later, have it on there, but it's always booked out. It's rented for the season. And then this way people are, you'll know how many times people try to go to it. So if you should actually buy it, but you'll also get all the SEO opportunities. You're going to piss people off and have to hear things about trying to rent a dunk tank that you don't have, but it is a way to boost your site a little bit up and make it look bigger. Another way to make your site look bigger is if you buy a basic bounce house, you should not fill a bunch your site with a bunch, like don't buy a bunch of basic bounce houses but get at least one and then you get a few banners and now your site looks like it's got 20 bounce houses, even though you have like, you know what I mean? You don't even have, you only have one bounce house and 19 banners. So that's a way to like make your site look bigger, uh, a little bit cheaper when you're starting. That's one of, one of the ways I did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely all good little tricks. Um, as long as you're serious about scaling it, you know what I mean? Um, and they replied on there and said that they've already bought another one. So that's awesome. Um, hey, I was I was going to say I did the exact same thing with obstacle courses. Uh, we had some Facebook communities that were looking to do like uh, HOA groups. And they were like, hey, we're looking for, you know, companies with obstacle courses. And we didn't have any at the time. We knew we wanted them. 
and uh yeah we we put it on our site we always had it booked out and until we was able to actually get one and and now we have like two or three hoa events coming up like for spring break so it kind of <laughs> it can it can work fake it till you make it i guess yes yes and i i think uh in my opinion it's not like some crazy black hat way to go right it's not shady as long as you are going to be buying an obstacle course right soonish like no big deal like um, the dunk take thing, uh, Loki, I wrote down all my to-do list to do that. Cause I'm going to be buying a dunk take soon. I may as well just get it up there now. So the, right. The schools and the churches and whatever can see it like, right. But I'm going to buy one soon. So, um, let's see. Okay. I got another question, which was actually, I'm going to kind of stay over here on Instagram. Cause I'm really super stoked about the uh, engagement over here. Um, mind 1050 ask what's your favorite thing about event hawk that really help your business other than the normal setup don't know what you mean by that but um the i mean there's a lot of things i really like about it um for me i think what i'm going to say is the fact that the, the number of people that go to the website that fill out the coupon right they click the pop-up and fill out the coupon thing and then just leave that then get auto texted by event hawk's system saying they're us right um and ask the date of the party so then you the only thing you see is the reply of the date of the party right I and mean, we got four of them today right march 3rd blah, 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 whatever it's just crazy i'm like man the number of people that went there with intention to shop didn't buy anything right and maybe their intention to shop was low by the way didn't rent anything, but did fill out the coupon thing that we then started a conversation with that we then turned around and booked. That right there blew my mind really fast, really fast. Um, and the number of bookings that we were getting from it, right? I mean, I don't, I don't remember what it all costs. I think it's $97 a month. Actually, if you use my link, uh, if you use my affiliate link with them, I think it's $97 a month um, for that one thing. I was making way more than $97 a month. Um, that, and then the other thing that's pretty super awesome is the, um, there's another piece that auto techs out on Tuesday asking for a Google review. Um, there's lots of chatter about what day is the best and how's the best way to do it. The best way to do it is you don't have to do anything and freaking face uh, 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 event hawk just sends out the thing automatically. And then you get a whole bunch. I got three last week. Um, both of those things are awesome. The Google one is second because I like to make money more. But yeah, if you use my um, if you use my link, I'll put it in. Yeah, that was the question was in Instagram, so I'll put it in here. Um, you get a better deal. Uh, I'll put the link over on Facebook here in just a second too. I'm solo. I'm flying solo. I'm a one man band. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Bam. Did it go? Oh shit! I don't think it went. Nope. Let me try that again. There we go. Okay, got it. Anybody on Zoom want it? I'll give it to you guys too. You fill out this thing. You may get a text from me. Uh, if you reply to it, you really do actually get a text back from me. It's Mimi texting back on the, not the auto text, but um, okay. There we go. So, um, over on Facebook, Edgar Pereira asked for kind of an explanation basically of the damage waiver. So the damage waiver to me, um, I'll explain it in a little more in depth and detail, but, but realistically, the way I look at it is it's almost like tips for the company that don't go to the guys, right? Like 
it basically crowdsources revenue. So if there is a damage, the crowd has paid for the damage, right? Um, and he also said he's worried about it being a get out of jail free card. Um, it's not a get out of jail free card because it costs money. So the only people that are going to be buying it is people that can afford it. And they're generally speaking more respectful to your units than anything else. Okay. So now for those of you that don't know what the damage waiver is. So basically it's, it's like the extra insurance that the rental car companies offer you. Okay. So, um, and I have one on my site, mine's 7%. I'm in Louisiana, right? So I went a little lower than 10. I like seven, whatever. I like odd numbers. Um, so basically as they're checking out, um, I, I forgot exactly how I've worded it. I've changed it multiple times, but um, there's a little checkbox that says, do you want to get the extra damage waiver um, that covers in case of puncture or something like that? I don't remember exactly what mine says. Uh, so they click that box. It adds 7% no matter what, right? So if there's a delivery fee that's factored in, that 7% goes up based on every single thing they have in there, uh, uh, every line item they have on their bill. Um, they pay 7%. Like, so, I mean, I have some of those that are 80 bucks. Like you go to a school event where they rented two obstacle courses, like that damage waiver is a lot of money. Um, and basically what it does, it then covers them for if they damage the inflatable that they're not liable to pay the replacement fee. Um, you want to have some wording in your contract. Um, you, you may or may not want to have some wording in your contract of what it does and does not cover. Um, mine, I covers pretty much everything i don't think i have anything nullified except silly string if you get silly string on it like you're the idiot that got silly string on it like you're paying um but other than that like it covers everything right so if uh a uh, uh, fourth of july and a firework burns a small hole in it they pay the damage waiver we're good we'll patch the hole they don't have to worry about anything right um and it generates more revenue than you would think i don't remember i know so i've looked it up before so, so I like the way I like to think about this whole situation too is like a lot of people, and I, I really want to like, I, I really feel like we were part of the cause of the whole like some of the pompous activity and some like attitudes of some people, like, oh, charge your worth, know your worth. But I really want to like, you really should charge your worth and know your worth. And that's because the industry was going down in pricing. And like, um, it's, it's suddenly now it's starting to pick back up. But the the real the real crazy thing is when you're when you're pricing and you're you're not, you don't want to charge these things they're mainly there to scare your customers don't actually charge them this fifty dollar cleaning fee have that there to scare them but that's not you don't want to charge that and I'm going to explain to you why if you charge this fifty like this fifty dollar cleaning fee and this they have five kids, six kids, and it got really muddy. You know what I mean? Well, they, they're going to have six birthdays a year. So you're going to ruin like the next rental and it would literally cover that $50 that you're trying to get out of them. And that's just this year. If you get another rental with that family, which you should be getting. Um, and then you have like, and then you have the next year and the years going forward. Like, how, what is your lifetime value of a customer? Are you going to ruin it over 50 bucks? And that goes in the same thing when you start talking about cleaning units on site. Um, like, so I don't deep clean units at a, at a customer's house. And I don't clean units when I'm picking up a unit. I clean it. I just make sure it's good. 
and then I just wipe it down when I'm setting it up because then the customer sees that I'm cleaning it before them and it wasn't that bad. I'm not pulling jackets and shoes out or toys. So this this way there's no uh you're not a customer will feel if you're if you're cleaning at their unit when you're picking it up, they're not gonna order from you again because they feel like they were dirty for some reason. Like same thing with a tent. You don't pick up a tent the next day after you like you know what I mean a party right in the early in the morning because you never gave them time to clean up and they were they they bought it to party. They're never gonna be able to clean it up the next morning to go be able to flip it. That's why you don't flip tents that often if, it's, if they gotta go the next day because it's just it's gonna be a crazy mess picking it up and cleaning it up or anything like that. Um, don't make your customers feel bad. Like just just by the times you show up, let alone trying to charge them little petty fees. That damage waiver can seriously add up. Like my first year, my damage waiver was over freaking ten grand. So, yeah, I was just looking for mine. I couldn't I couldn't find mine. I don't remember where it's at in the in inflatable office. I couldn't find it in on a in a pinch. But those are all freaking great points. Like the all those things are there to be a deterrent, not to actually make more money yeah, off a cleaning fee. Not not saying there's not some crazy outstanding event that happened, right? Everybody's going to come on here and be like, no, this one time, right? We know there was this one yeah, time. You get that 50 bucks well, and you, they, you charge them so they don't hit you back up pretty much. You get more yes. than $50 if you can. If, if you're cleaning your units as you claim you're cleaning your units, then you won't be charging $50. Now, I've charged it before. I found cake in my units. I found one, uh, a bunch of food in my units. I'm charging you 50 bucks. You have been, that just proves that you've been careless and allowed your kid to do whatever the hell they want. Mud and dirt, definitely not. Yeah, and that's, and that's, um, yeah, and that's right. And that's your prerogative. That's what I love about entrepreneurship so much is you get to do whatever you want to do because whatever you want to do is right for you. And I, I love that. I love it. Um, over here on Facebook, Brian said, Brian Streeter, what's up, Brian said, thoughts on delivery fees by distance versus just upping the price of units and maybe small setup fee. Have you tried both ways? Competition around me seems to have a mix. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, no, delivery fee by mileage is the best way to go, in my opinion, because um, it's, I don't want to use the word fair because that's not right, but it's based on mileage. Like somebody further away has to pay more money than somebody closer. Now, depending on how you want to run it. Um, so I have a free delivery radius. My free delivery radius, I believe, is 12 miles. I'm once gas prices went back down, I may have upped it back up to 15. I don't I don't remember exactly what it's at. Um, um, and then after that, it's four dollars twenty-five cents per mile one way. Um, and that is my absolute sweet spot. If gas goes back up to freaking five dollars a gallon, yes, the the radius will shrink and the dollars per mile will go up but as it sits right now i've, I've tried it a million di trillion different ways and that is the absolute sweet spot to where um the money is correct for that distance right it's worth it to us and then it's also um worth it to them like it's a value to them like it's right we're not gouging them it's fair to them um the setup fee is a weird thing to me because what the fuck what they're going to set up themselves to avoid that fee no like you, we have to set it up like liability 
uh, uh, safety and just the fact that like we have to like they're not getting what are they going to put in the back of their minivan? So to me, the setup fee thing is really weird. Um, unless you're like super hyper competitive area and you're a monster company that's super established, like right. If you're in, if you're the best rental company in Los Angeles County or Orange County or something, and you want to have some setup fee, right? Those fucking people are going to pay it because you're the best. That's fine. That's a whole different ball game um, than, right? You got eight units and you're trying to charge a setup fee. That's just nah, nah, nah. Mileage fee based on mileage is the way to go. Way to go, way to go, way to go. Um, do I have a minimum order per distance? Yeah, I do. I do, Derek. Um, I want to say it's a hundred. I think it's one hundred forty-five dollars because that's what my bounce houses are. Like so, yeah. So basically, you can't rent six chairs. You know, like you can't go on the site and rent six chairs. You got to go on the site and rent enough stuff to make it worth our while, which is one hundred forty-five dollars. Hey, the reason I asked that question today, we ran into that situation. So I'm in in the Florida area and found somebody that was about thirty-five miles away. And we have a we we do flat fees as far as uh mileage. And so for them it was about it was gonna be 75, but the anything over 30 was like a minimum of of I think 500. Mm-hmm. And we lost out on a, a $325 order. And my wife was kind of pissed, like, like, ah, why why the fuck we can't do this? Like, I was yeah. like, well, that that. 30 mile, 35 mile drive is actually an hour. So that's that's an hour going, an hour coming back, then an hour to pick up, another hour coming back. So we're losing, I'm losing four hours in a day for $75 in, in fee and delivery fee. So I was like, ah. And so that's why that's why I was wondering if anybody else was doing that and you know specifically you. So a lot hey. a lot of people do. Um, I don't because the way I've done the math enough times to where the not the like does it suck? Sure, right. But the math works out and the 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 profit's good. Depend right having my delivery fee the way it's set up. Right. Let me caveat that. So like if it's you know, if it's an hour away, an hour away for me, right, is a long ass drive because I'm in Louisiana. Uh, so, so you know, you're you're talking eighty five, ninety dollar delivery fee. It's like, yep, right. We go, we go. Um, there has been, there was one time I don't remember all of this. It was a long time ago. It was like a holiday or something, like Halloween. I don't remember. And uh, uh, one came through like that and I had, I had to cancel it. Like I not cancel it, but like I called him. I'm like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like we are way too booked to make this. Maybe they just got a quote and they had called in. Yeah. Cause I, I know I've never canceled a rental before every rental we've ever had on the books we have done in the history of the company. So maybe it was just a, a quote that came through or something. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a delivery fee of like 200. And they're like, yeah, that's good. And then I went and looked at it. I'm like, there's just, it's just not logistically possible. Like, I can't get there. Like, I don't have enough human beings. I don't have enough trucks. Like, just not possible. Um, but other than that, like, that's that, but that's why I have my delivery fee set the way I do because for my area, it makes everything, no matter what, it makes sense for us to go do if they're willing to pay it. Got it. Hey, Derek, okay. Derek, um, how do you charge your delivery fee? So we got it. We got a flat fee. So the first 
15 miles, I think. We don't charge anything. We consider that local. Um, then 16 to 25, I think, and then 26 to 35 and 36 to 60, I think is. And then for each one, we have a minimum order. So for our our quote unquote free rental would be uh, our free delivery. That would be, I think, a hundred, which equates for us usually is is uh, four tables and twenty four chairs or something like that. Um, and so we'd do that within you know that fifteen mile. And then the next tier is our um, the minimum of our bounce bounce houses. Then bounce house or two bounce or bounce house and combo, and then like bounce house combo obstacle and concessions. I think for the for the higher tier. So that's that's how we kind of figured it out. But we haven't been around long enough to really recognize whether or not that's a good strategy like today was the first time we've quote unquote lost out on a on an on an opportunity based on our distance and delivery fees okay so th this is what i did when i contacted the big honchos around around my area and I found out what their delivery fees were and what their minimum is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name the people that I that I pick their heads, but there's there's somebody that I mainly look at, and for him to go to Port St. Lucie, it's a minimum order of four hundred and fifty dollars plus delivery fee, and he charges by the mileage. Um, gotcha. So this weekend I had a a three in one game that went out, and it went out to a place called Bell Glade. And I don't know if many people are familiar with that area, but absolutely nobody goes there. One, it's far. Two, it's it's a high crime area. So no nobody goes out there. So I took advantage and I just I just I just hit them with a high $165 delivery fee. And sure enough they took it. It was a church. They only wanted it from 10 to 10 to 130. And obviously, like for me, it doesn't make sense for, especially because my, my truck sucks at gas. So for me to go out there to drive an hour, to drive back home, to drive back out, it's three hours of driving. So I just drove out, set up, I stood behind it with my truck, and I sat there for four out for whatever hours it was. Time came, picked it up, and I left. Dang. And and the thing is, is it's a common act what my my neighboring companies are doing so the free delivery i know a lot of people do it but out here we don't do it we have a minimum of 25 dollars delivery fee no matter how close you are you can be two streets away from me you're going to pay 25 bucks and then based on zip codes or however they want to do it delivery fee whatever whatever um you charge i go based off the area if the area is a wealthy area, you're getting charged. I have a place here called um, Singer Island, million dollar homes. You're gonna pay $125 delivery fee. It only takes me 25 minutes to get there, but you're still gonna pay it. And it happens, people pay it. People have no problem nowadays paying delivery fee. They understand that our gas prices are not cheap. So pay, charge them and don't be afraid to charge people. 
No, I, I mean, I, I get that. I think, uh, so looking at it, I, I have a spreadsheet, right, with um, about 10 or 11 competitors in my, I would say in my delivery area. Um, and and just being in Florida, it's just, it's just that, that much competition, right? Um, and so I pay attention to what everyone's doing. And I try to set myself in the middle, kind of higher middle, if you will, of what everyone else is doing um, to, to have my, my site, my prices, everything set. Um, and so, but for some of it is just, is just honestly like driving that far and, and again, doing like something like what you're doing and, and sitting there for four hours, six hours or something like that. It's just not worth it that like trade at that point, trading time for money. Right. And, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. So, um, that's what kind of got me thinking about the, about how far I should go out and, and what those, those distance charges should actually be. Yeah. Just keep playing with it as you, as you get busier, you know, just keep playing with it and you'll see, and, 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 you know, where, where Freddie's at is, you know, big money and, and big competition. So it's like, uh, if quote unquote, everybody's charging a delivery fee, like you should, you should charge a delivery fee where I'm at. Um, everybody does business the opposite here, right? Everybody does all weekend rentals for the price of a day here, except me. Um, so, so I don't have that leeway. You know what I mean? If you've got, uh, like be competitive for your market and, and match the market because the market will dictate what your customers are, uh, are, are used to paying. And then, yeah, just keep adjusting. I mean, I, my start of my delivery fee, like I had, I had none. I had no delivery fee because why would I, right? I, like I gave a rip. It was me driving a V6 Jeep Cherokee, driving, you know, tugging the smallest trailer in the world. And I had nothing, like, not that I had so, nothing better to do, but it's like, whatever the fuck the cost was, like the money was worth it to me because I needed the money. I needed the revenue to grow, you know? Uh, so I had no delivery fee. Then once we started getting busier, it's like, okay, I got to have a delivery fee. The first one I put in an inflatable office, I swear to God, was like a dollar a mile or a dollar twenty-five. I was so low, you know what I mean? And then a rental came through that was kind of far away. And I was like, "Ugh, this sucks. So I went up to two something. Uh, then I jumped it up to four and those were coming through. And I was like, oh my God, that's way too high. Because uh, I was losing rentals. I just wasn't, you know, the way I look at it is I wasn't as established of a company at the time. Um, you know, so I, I it went back down. God knows what. Um, and then then it's it was four. Then it was, it's been 425 forever. Um, until gas prices jumped, then it it jumped, and then when gas came back back down, I brought it back down to four twenty five because it's just the number that I like. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, during this whole conversation, I just upped it to four fifty, so it's now officially four fifty. While you were talking there, <laughs> hey, hey Nick, Nick, you mentioned something that caught my attention there for a second, um, and I don't know if this this goes maybe to everybody like that question but you you said something about like a lot of people do like all weekend rentals and stuff like that did that affect you like how bad well like in my area i don't have that problem and i'm sorry because i know i'm kind of getting off of subject here from the whole mileage thing um i'm at 350 where i'm at so i try to keep it at that just kind of going back to the topic um but does that affect you or like i know more companies are going to be coming out should I target or what is it? How, how does everybody feel about that? I guess 
that would be kind of like something I wanted to talk to just real quick. Yeah. So when um hey, when I launched that a lot of people like he mentioned something about like you know some people do like all weekend rentals for that one um day price. So does it affect your business? And if so, how do you target back to kind of fight that? Yeah. Education. So, so, um, when I launched the jump off, um, we did all weekend rentals. Why? I don't know. Like I know the guy we used to rent from, um, back before we had any units did all did, does that he's right. still does business, uh, does that. So, so we would just go drop him off on Friday. Um, I think I did it right. Cause I still had a job where I was working like 70 plus hours a week. Um, my wife owned her hair salon, uh, and we go back and pick it up on Sunday. I think we just did it because it's easy, but maybe like maybe that's how we thought it was supposed to go. I don't really remember. Um, and then as the company starts to scale, like so that's what we stayed doing. Um, as the company started to scale a teeny tiny bit, like it just stayed that because we didn't know any better. Like we were almost um ignorant to the whole industry, right? Then when COVID hit, um, that viral marketplace post my my wife made, um, I told her to let's rent for seven days for the price of one day, since all the kids were out of school and people were out of work, whatever, um, because she had to close her salon down. And I was like, I want no bounce houses in the garage ever. So we have to, we have to get them all rented. So do a whole week, like, fuck it, like code red. Right. Um, that went viral, right. Everybody took us up on that offer for sure. Um, we did that for about six, maybe seven weeks, something like that. Um, and then it just was so hard on the units and on me, um, went back down to all weekend and then that's what it was. And that's what, to my knowledge, everybody always did. Right. Once I kind of discovered the rest of the industry and I discovered the Facebook groups and started talking with all of you guys, you know, in some capacity or another online and realized that like, that's not normal. Um, and then I, I made a friend who's, uh, one city over kind of two cities over, um, mad at all-star. He was the one that started telling me like hourly rentals, bro, hourly rentals. I was scared shitless to change because I thought nobody rent from me because everybody around here does uh, all weekend. And, um, but then I started doing the math. I'm like, I don't know how many I could, uh, you know, rent multiple times on a weekend, but like, this is crazy. Um, that was one of my, actually my motivated, my, one of my main motivating factors for, for getting booking software for inflatable offices, because to track, that's the other thing. It's easy to track freaking Friday to Sunday rentals. Um, but I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to be able to track this on my crazy did, spreadsheet. Did, shit you have, that I did. did you have issues along the way when that happened, when the customer yeah. would be like, Hey, you used to do like seven days straight. And then why are you going and doing it this way? Like this now a little, yeah, I, not, not That's issues. I, but I, I did have people something. that would ask for sure because you know, They'd, they'd call me like, hey, I want to know if this slide's available. And I'm like, you know, and if like, right. And I did all the booking. They had to like text me or, or, or go through the Facebook group. So um, I remember, right. I'm good with, um, I'm good. I'm bad with names to faces, but I'm good with names. Like if I read them. So like, I would know if they'd run it before. And I would be like, yeah, just FYI. Like, it's just, it's just a three-day rental now, like an all weekend rental. But if you want on Tuesday, you can have a Tuesday to Thursday, whatever. Um, and there was, there, there wasn't really pushback. There were some people that were bummed, you know what I mean? Oh man, da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, dude, we can't keep doing this forever. Um, but then when I switched from, um, the, I try uh, to avoid, I'm careful with all that stuff because 
but stuff like that, you know, once you do it for one customer or several customers, then it kind of goes along with more and more. And that person told somebody else and somebody else. And yes. then it just becomes chaotic. Right now yeah. I'm switching to um, picking up our units the next day because it's just killing us picking up the same day. And I'm like, I have to make the switch. But then again, I like to hear you guys' this, you know, side of the story and, and hear you guys out on some of you guys' struggles. Yeah, we I did the same thing. So once I switched to daily rental or hourly rentals, right? We we do six hours. Once I switched, like nobody cared. It was bizarre to me. Like there was actually people that were uh, uh happy, like, and I, I I was like, okay, like all my fears have been nullified, right? Um, and then right, but I'd never ran a business. I I'd never ran my business that way. So like just kind of like in my brain, I was like, okay, they rented it from 12 to four. We had to be there at four. Right. And then it didn't take long for, I was like, Oh no, duh, I can do whatever I want. So now uh, we, we go as far out of our way as we can to leave it the next day, uh, leave it to the next day. Um, your, your circumstances where we break that is 4th of July, you know, Halloween, um, maybe mother's day. We'll see how busy it is. Mother's day is usually pretty busy, but, um some of those it's like nope we're going to get it that day like fourth of july everything is picked up that night um unless they paid for overnight um so because everything goes back out the next day you know what i mean um but other than that like now and i tell uh cassie like when she's going to text people their pickup time their drop off time and their pickup time generally speaking on friday you know to, that if we're leaving overnight and they didn't pay for overnight i tell her to put in there and like and we're giving you free overnight yay right people love it yeah, I, I honestly, uh, like, so I, I do tents, and I like to do tents on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays before the event. So my tent, like, my parties are on Fridays. Those are, I'm setting up on Wednesday and Thursday. And the parties on Saturdays, I'm setting up on Thursday or Friday. Um, all the stuff, all, there's some bounce houses, the stuff that goes down on Friday. And I'm setting those up, like, Friday morning and stuff, too. Um now, I always try and push everywhere on my site to try and get an extra 50 bucks out of everybody by just, hey, get in, get, get, like, you want to do an overnight, pay $50. And if they do, then I made money. If not, most of the times the ones that, like, I'm not trying to pick up because they're, like, in the hood or super far away or I, I'm just trying to get my guys, like, uh, some time off those ones I just call, Hey, you get a free overnight. And then it seems like I'm awesome. And those ones I pick up the next day after I delivered all the other units. Um, so it works out if you do it right. If you're trying to flip, like those are the ones you just go and grab them that night. You're working later. So you have to flip that unit. Um, I just try not to do as much flips as possible. Like, I don't do it. Like, I don't really like to do them as much. Sometimes I'll fit them in there if I know I can fit it in there. Like, last minute, somebody asked me. But all flips are done manual, manually. They're not done off the website letting me flip whatever they decide and put it to the schedule. Um, those are managed very, very tightly. But um, leaving units over, I wouldn't feel bad about it too much. Um, especially, like you were saying, like Friday to Sunday, I kind of do that a lot but what the real key there is only like like you want to deliver the far ones on friday you want to deliver the ones that like will screw up your delivery schedule 
or have weird times or something like that. And it's just better off you just delivering it the day before. Um, it that's the type of stuff I like to deliver like early, early for bounce houses. If not, most of it can get squeezed on the two trucks in the morning um, on Saturday because we're never doing tents the day of. Um, sometimes we'll do like a longer day on Saturdays and we'll do tents in the afternoon because there's not that many pickups or something from the day before. And like, I just try to fill the days with as much stuff as I can. And uh, sometimes I like, it gets, sometimes it doesn't get really like overloaded to where you can't handle it enough. Cause it's like, I feel like I don't have enough equipment for it to get to that point yet where I've booked too much where I can't actually even handle it or get it done because at the, at the point where I feel like I can't get it done, I just start putting that stuff on the day before. So I, I get as much out as, as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, so so here's how I do. So this was last weekend, right? And so we had a decent weekend for, for us at this time of year, right? Um, so we had three that went out, okay? Uh, we're supposed to have four, but one guy canceled. So this is Saturday morning. Okay, so Saturday morning, this is what uh, Trevor, Trevor dropped off. Then this was like at a church, I believe it was in a gymnasium, uh, I think at a church. So we had to be there at five to pick it up, right? So that's the one unit we went and grabbed. Okay, so then go to Sunday. So then this is what Sunday looks like. Okay, so this unit and this unit were both flipped. Okay, so um, this was, um, what was this unit? That was double lane sports. And this is the princess combo, right? And so I think this is double lane sports, right? Nope, that's Peter Amat. There's double lane castle, double lane sports. Okay, so basically, um, Trevor and Josh pick this up, right? Uh, we have like spray, like disinfectant spray, right? They wipe it down, they, they get it looking, you know, as good as you can, roll it, and then go drop off this one, pick up this one, same thing, clean on site. Um, they, they should have taken the vacuum um, just in case they needed it, right? And then you drop off the ones you pick up, right? And so then um, the only issue was Ashley. So she's a regular uh, a customer. I've got like very good relationship with her. I just text her. I said, hey, is it cool if the guys get there? We usually run early, but is it cool if the guys get there at 1145? Because um, it'll yell at you, right? Because it wants you to get there at 1130 because the software thinks it takes 30 minutes to set this combo up and the party starts at 12. I said, are you cool if we get there at 1145? She said, yep, I don't care. So then that's what the whole entire, um, that's what the weekend looked like. We were supposed to quote unquote, pick this up um, at 6 PM, right? We just wait till the next day. This guy I think paid for the No, no. This guy ran until 8 PM. Like, uh, no, I don't have a cutoff time. You can rent it till whatever time you want. If you pay for it, because we're probably just coming the next day anyway. Um, I, I keep all of the, I keep all of the stipulations loose in the software because I want less friction. I want more rentals. I'm a freak. I'm opposite of everybody else. I want to flip every unit, right? I got 49 units. I want to flip. I want to rent them all Saturday and I want to rent them all Sunday. We will figure out a way to make it happen. I want all the market share. Um, but that's not... so hard, man. Oh, I love it. We love it. I love Dude, it. That's I love so it. Hard. it. Love it. It burned me out last year for sure um, like that's insane dude like I'm, I'm doing 25 to 35 units a weekend and then flip them on sunday too or pick them up and then flip them that's yeah. that's tough it. dude you need a whole team for sure yeah we we flipped this one too this was peter rabbit um 
that was that indoor one. And that, and that was one of these rentals too. So, so we flipped three units, but, but the reason I do it is because I'm like, dude, like, and this was, a, this was a decent weekend for this time of year, right? We beat last year. Um, I don't remember how much money we did. I think it was $1,800 we did last weekend in on the rental side. Pretty good. But like, we would have missed out potentially on three rentals. Now, would they have rented a different unit if that one's unavailable? Yes, debatable. They they may have, right? But I'm just like, why, dude? Like, those there's already three units out. The guys can wipe them down on site and get them looking, you know, presentable to where they're rentable and we're it's a it's something we're proud to go drop off. There's like that's three less units we got to clean on, you know, whatever. Question on- really quick, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever had any issues though? Because I mean, I- I'm all for you know making money too. And doing the flips, trust me, like, like I'm the type that doesn't back down. Like, uh, we're on it all day long, picking up, flipping, and cleaning, and all this and that. But I feel like also flipping, though, it makes your, your head spin. Because I don't know if you have ever had those customers that lock the back gate, or they go to church, or they have a vehicle, a broken down, beat up vehicle that you can't get to the backyard, or the inflatable has a hole in it. What are, what are some of those issues? Have you ever encountered some of those issues in, in your area? Or is it just my shitty area that nobody takes care of? <laughs> that's that's dude, when you put like, your... I've seen so much shit, dude. Like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So, so the pros that want to flip, they have multiple units, honestly. And that shit can happen to anybody, anytime, all that shit. Everything you mentioned right. can even yeah. happen on the same day. Working on the multiple, multiple units. I've got uh, multiples of... Th- three different units now but i keep buying fucking companies out and shit so it's like i keep getting right not the opportunity to do it but um, i keep buying like standalone lesion units that are amazing <laughs> yeah i have you gotta i mean you gotta have a minimum of three if you want to flip right because your, yep. your best unit you're gonna rent two of those on saturday anyways or all um, three of them yeah right 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 um no the so so i try to and and maybe this is just you know my area that I'm in maybe but um I try to be as high communication as possible right so yeah. I tell them like all those people on that that drop schedule when when yeah. on Friday when Cassie texts them their drop time and their pickup time she literally texts them the time that's on that drop schedule the the time like nine fifteen nine forty five yeah. uh, uh no then would be probably ten then would be ten forty like. They get the time. They also get the time we're going to be there to pick it up. We're going to be there to pick it up at 8.45 in the morning. If you could blow it up for us before we get there, that would be amazing, right? The next person's 8.30, the next person's whatever. So we give them the exact time. Um, and I know I'm crazy for that too. But um, no, we, do, we do the same, dude. It, it, it works, but the only thing that has worked for, in my area is kind of, I don't want to say threatening them. But I tell them, hey, if the unit is not wiped down or sprayed down or it's just a fucking muddy mess, we do have to charge a cleaning fee of $50. And then that's like the only way the customer actually gets up, blows up the unit and sprays it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's every everywhere's going to be different. I mean, people don't lock their like yesterday. My wife was like, hey, I need you guys to take the Valentine's gifts over to the next door neighbors. Right. They're like family. Um, and so then our two kids just walk over there and right at nine and four and a half. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, they're not there. I'm like, what, what, they're not there. What the hell it took you guys so long? They're like, oh, we checked. We made sure to check every room in the house. Like they didn't, right. They didn't even lock their door. 
that's just the that's just the the area that we live in. So yes, there's some locks on gates, but it's not common where where we're at. Um, and I'm trying to think if I've honestly had, I know we've something had interesting. What's that? I thought it's something interesting that I want to do where like basically it takes, so I always text in the mornings to blow that bitch up, like blow these units up, um, get the dew off them, get some air in them, make it easier for our guys to come in there and expect them and make sure there's no holes in them in the morning. Um, it makes our lives easier. And this way we get all our toys out and jackets out or whatnot. And then we just put them in a pile and then, and then bounce. We don't do any deep cleaning on there. I've already said this once. We do the we do deep cleaning at the shop and light cleaning at the customer's house at drop off. But let, let I me feel let me point. finish for a second. So now, when you go to a person's house and they don't blow it up, and they yeah. just left it there, or you're coming there that night, you have, I normally have my guys blow it up so they can expect it and make sure all that stuff's out of it. Um, and what I've actually started started trying to do is i have little cards with qr codes that goes to my review thing and basically says hey like this card literally is just for the case when you find shit in a bounce house and you put it in a little pile by the door and then you'd be like hey we found this in a bounce house want to make sure you didn't lose it hope that you like our service and there's just a re- link to our review that's it that's a good idea because we, we Here's, oh, I teach the guys to do that, whether they do it or not. Well, this way, because it, it takes the extra time because the unit's not blown up and it, 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 it makes a standard. And now the unit's like, now that they had to take that extra time, like now you're leaving it in a positive way and a potential to get a review if you're going to do that extra work. So that's the way, that's the way I was thinking about it. Just a little issue real quick that I kind of had that I wanted to mention. And yeah. call me crazy, but like I kind of was thinking of maybe adding, you know, to kind of carry it or carry around with us. I don't know if maybe a generator would be good or some, I don't know what, what it's called, like those portable battery looking things where you they can plug in the blowers, blower. man. Those small electric ones don't do blowers. I wish they did. Yeah, that's the, the I run into that issue so many freaking times that some customers don't have an electrical outlet outside their house. So they have to run the electricity inside and they unplug and I cannot inflate the unit. There was also this one time I remember it was horrible. Yeah, those one that's in those in those scenarios it is what it is. I hear you. Yeah, there was a water 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 supply too. It it was bad and the electricity was completely out out of the whole block, dude. So I had a big ass water log water slide that I had to pick up and flip, and I couldn't do shit. Luckily, I had the dolly, um, and he pulled it. I don't even know how I managed to do that, dude. It was so freaking huge. I might have went to the shop and just did it. You know what I mean? There's certain things. It is what it is. We're in a business. You gotta be a big boy, big girl. You know what I mean? And just and just get shit done. It's not. It's not always gonna be a profit. Sometimes some of your neighbor's dog's gonna eat that shit. Like, like just it's some. It's just sometimes you go to hell. You go to the, to to the job and suddenly there's like a giant hill and and then the dolly dies and then yeah. and then your your but guys really bring not, out steaks and there's really no like, battery out there like that like to you know what i'm talking about like something to carry around that might 
help out blow out the uh, blowers? I haven't found a battery pack that works yet, but there might be one out there. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can get an inverter. Under five or six hundred. Yeah, bucks. you need an inverter. Like, I, I'm not an electrician, but um, I mean, we are what a 1.0 blower pulls eight amps. They say six on them, but I swear to God, it's not six. I think it's really eight. I don't think there's a battery out there that's hanging on to eight amps for for the yeah, for the startup. Like maybe carry just as a backup, just in case you know, like yeah. some shit like that happens. I'm, I've know? thought about carrying the little, like the little small generator, um, but I actually tested it. My dad has one. My dad has a Husqvarna that's real nice. It won't run mm-hmm. a blower, like the little quiet inverter generator that's like the little. Oh, really? one. It yeah, won't yeah. even run a blower. Even the bigger electric ones, I haven't gotten a run one. Not even one and a half, let alone a one and a half. Or a one, let alone a one and a half. Yeah, you could always stick a one, you know what I mean, on the water slide and have it squishy to get the water out. But yeah, I can't even, yeah. Because that was my idea. I'm like, maybe I'll buy, right? They're expensive, those little inverter generators are 900 bucks. And they don't even run a fucking one blower. They won't even run a 1.0. I just think that like you're, you're talking about taking up a lot of room in your vehicle for a possible scenario that's not going to happen as much as you mm-hmm. think oh, it, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> if it, it happens it to me all the time. All time. It, it's bad. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, if, it happens, if it happens that much, get an inverter, hook it up to the van or truck or whatever, run, run it to an extension cord, and then even if you got to put a one horsepower on it for just to get it up and get the water out, mm-hmm. it'll, that'll work. Can you get a big yeah. enough inverter for a blower? I got or, a um, 350. It just depends on what vehicle you're running. Yeah, I got, you got, you got said you have a 350? E350, yeah. Yeah, I got, a, um, I got a 250. I would just throw, like, you know, because this is going to be occurring on a Sunday morning, right? Most likely. I would just throw one of the regular ass generators on the trailer. You know what I mean? Just put it at the front of the trailer if it's that frequent just throw the generator on there you know what i mean yeah completely damn so i'm the one that has the shitty routes then weird bro like i get i get uh right i get questions dm'd me all the time and i'm like i have no fucking idea bro i've never (laughs) i've never had that like yeah no no no, i completely get it you know there's different areas different it's just a lot over here, especially the electrical. Like I said, a lot of houses don't have an outlet for some reason on the outside of their house. Hey, I swear, um, I swear I'm a freaking plumber and a freaking electrician sometimes. I go to some customers' houses. Nick, <laughs> how many amps did you say a 1.5 blo- uh, pushes? A 1.5. So on the label of a 1.5, I really think it says 8 or 8.5, but I think it's closer to 10. Cause there was a, there was like a big scandal with uh, the B airs were all under labeled. They were all mislabeled. And so if you buy a B air blower now it's accurate. And I think a one is eight, a one five is 10 ish. And then a two pulls like 16. Mm, a- I might disagree with you on that one. What am I high? Yeah, the the ones are set, the average one horsepower from Bier to uh, Cyclone uh, to Tool King are seven point eight, right around eight amps. The one point fives go, and they all vary. But you know, if you really want to put them on an accurate electrical test, they're all the same. 
but they're about 10 between 9.5 and 10.5 amps on a 1.5. The twos are about 14. You cannot put a two horsepower motor and a one horsepower motor on a 15 amp breaker. You They have to be on separate outlets. So if you've got uh, multiple units with different size motors, you have to have different outlets to put them in. They can't be in the same circuit because you will pop breakers. Uh, a good rule of thumb is go 80%. 80% of what the circuit is, is what you can plug into it. You go over 80%, you're gonna pop breakers, you're gonna melt wires, you're gonna melt cables, like extension cords to your motors, which we've all done, I've done myself. <clears throat> um, and, it, and it really seems, even like that new, uh, I think it's called a Predator Blowers. Is that the new one, that new one that came out? The, yeah, the, Predator. Okay. Now those draw 16 to 18 amps per motor. Why they draw so much, I, I have no clue. But you... a 1.0 B air, see they fixed it. Used to say that it was six, always used to say six. Now it says okay, so, 10.6. So the reason why, the reason why I'm asking that, based on that, maybe if I'm I don't know if I'm reading this right, but you can typically I'm gonna make a video and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm probably going to wow you guys. You can rig an extension cord to a car battery that's not installed in your car, right? And the amperage on it is 550 amps. So you can run a horse uh, 1.5 on it. I don't know how long it's going to it's going to last. <laughs> well, but matter of well, fact, I, I have to buy a battery for my Supra, so I'm going to buy this weekend. Yes, do it put it on video. Yes. I'm going to put it on video. I'm going to rig I'm going to cut one of my extension cords in half and so I can have just the plug and I'm going to hook it up and we're going to put it, I'm, I live in pretty good property, so I'm going to leave it running for a good make, hour. Make sure, Let's make, make, sure you, make sure you got freaking, uh, what you call it, John, like in a rubber suit ready to tackle your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say have, have, have the fire yeah. department on standby. But if it's only, if it's only 11.5 amps, I mean, a car. Put that on a 15 amp breaker. I, I wonder if that's a if, oh, if that's startup. Put it on a breaker. Hey, Mark. Mark, mm -hmm. I got a quick question for you, sir. If if you, um, or anybody in the chat. So I got a big water slide uh, from Bouncing Angels that takes a two HP blower and a 1.5. But I have all the I have a lot of issues with the houses like popping breakers even though i connect them in different areas of the house or running different cords is it because my cord is too long or is it just a blower pulling on the same circuit you so, gotta get separate circuits so you're no, no, saying they're, in the gotta... so they're not in the same um outlet yeah, they're right. in okay. so listen right. there's a, so the, what so the what you plug into is called a duplex receptacle okay and like that's where your outlet is multiple outlets could be on the same circuit yep you need to be in a different circuit different part of the house different part of the gym that, that, that's what i just said circuit. yep that's what i said but they still there's it's still blowing why is that one house it's been try, several try to, do, try to do one to like a walk 
heating outlet and one to an external house, external plug outlet, GFI. Can, can you repeat that, Brittany? You, you, you also, you also, they cannot, they cannot have the stuff. Chuck, it's not, he, they, he asked me the question. Shut up. Just kidding. <laughs> Dang, you're so aggressive. I felt, I felt, I felt important for a second. All right, Freddie. Try, try, try to hook them up. Try to hook them up one to a washer machine outlet. Have them uh -huh. disconnect their washer machine and throw it in there, and then one on an exterior out GFI. Okay. That uh, washer machine is always going to be on its own circuit breaker. <clears throat> Same thing with a, like a should be a thirty amp. Yeah, not sometimes you have to have customers like there's not that many circuits in the house and you literally have to have them turn off their freaking uh, what you call it, tell them not to run the fucking microwave and turn off their air conditioner because that shit will actually turn it happens all the time. Like I hear I literally ask people, they call me that stopped working. It was working fine all day. I'm like, did you did you uh, turn your air conditioner on or turn a microwave on? Like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So. So how many people here have actually uh, hooked up a water slide to somebody's uh, washing machine, basically? You are at the ghetto or an old-ass house. Yeah. Oh, my customers are rude. That happens all the time. All right, Bruno. Yeah. Simple solution to this. Yep. When somebody goes to book that water slide, it pops up and says this water slide is due to have a generator rental at the same time due to yep. needing multiple that's circuits. what i've been End that's what i've discussion. been taking i've yep, got that's what i've, been just I've got an obstacle course that takes four motors it's 110 feet long two motors on each section they want to rent a motor they want to rent the whole thing they got to get my now 9000 watt generator they want to rent <laughs> one section they get my 6500 generator you have to rent a generator for that explain to them right there right in the writing this takes two separate circuits to run this properly. If you do not have two separate circuits, you have to rent a generator. End of discussion. Do they fill up your, your gas and everything, or is no, that you already it, you fill it off. You drop it off with the full tank, and if it's more than a six-hour party, you charge them for a second gas fill up, and you leave the gas there. Hey, Bruno, how old is that slide? It's brand new, bro. It's the wild thing, the, the biggest one the double yeah, that's slide. A heavy one that's a heavy one and it doesn't and actually it needs more blowers because even if i have the 2 hp in the back and the 1.5 in the side it just won't cut it some i have to put the 2 hp in the back and then another one a 1.0 and then the 1.5 on the side so no, imagine the house is just pushing too much power so what i've been doing is i've been taking the generator with me and charging him a little bit more but this year I increased my prices like super crazy. Like I think I went 150 on it more. So it's like 899, I think right now for that water slide. I have a rule of thumb. If I can't get it up with one blower, I'm not fucking owning it. Once it's in a bed piece. Yeah. So this is a this is a dual dual lane with a slip and slide, right, Bruno? Yep. Yeah, yes. you make it, Bruno? Two blowers. Hey, that up with one know, I'm not blowing it up with two with three. It's hey, I got a question. Yep. I have a question. Did my brother say he was going to put a blower on a car battery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk him yeah, out of he it. Wants to, he wants you to wear a rubber suit and tackle him if it goes wrong. That's, that's... No, you said you want to see him in a rubber suit uh, all up. I just <laughs> want to see somebody spray the fire extinguisher. Yeah, he said... 
He said you can have a ball in your mouth, a ball gag in your mouth, or you don't have to have a ball gag in your mouth. It's got to be a rubber suit. But it's you, know be, ever, you, you know how I don't ever drink a drink? And I was watching from Facebook, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. I got to go jump on this. <laughs> I'm going to make a video of this, this guy. I got I to buy, buy a battery. What part of the board are you from? The bottom, underneath. If you pick up the board, you see the cockroaches? That's me. That's what my president was talking about. You people stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, white people. You guys can laugh. It's okay. We give you the approval. They're like, do we laugh or do we not laugh? Not yeah, sure. yeah. If we laugh, we're gonna be racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. great. Yeah, right, I'm, gonna, I'm to gonna make a, I'm gonna make a video this weekend. If this works, I feel like this is like gonna change. Gonna change the game, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna patent it. I'm gonna patent it, and you guys have to pay me. I'm down. I'm down. I I made it. (laughs) Just keep one battery. I mean, fucking car batteries are expensive now, but still, when's the vacuum? No, they're not that expensive. The one I was just looking at was five fifty amps. It's freaking one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, just keep one of those in the truck, bro. And then a little jumper yeah. that, like, a little whip that goes from each terminal into a female, and then you can just boom, go. recharging? It's not the same of amps, right? What? What? What'd you no. say, Mark? The I said, how long is the battery not... going to last without recharging it, or an alternator charging the battery? Well, you have to put it on a trickle charger for sure when you get 30, home. Thirty just minutes. Like, just like no, no, no. The I mean, on the job. Running. 30 minutes tops. It says on the top of the battery. I so worked in auto parts storage is always going to last 30 years. minutes? Yeah, I worked in auto parts storage for 15 years. You're going to blow up your car. Just get Agreed. Agreed. So that's, why, that's why I said you don't use the one on your car. This is a, there's a completely separate battery. Yeah, but you're, you're going to blow the battery. battery. You're going to kill the battery in like three minutes, and then yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's going to like Ryan eggs and blow up. Guys, stop talking take, about let him put it, it on. They got a five-year first, and then we'll the then we'll see. Let's <laughs> yeah. just get an inverter. I want, yeah, yeah. One hundred and twenty-dollar inverter. Hook it up the inverter's right. Inverter's gonna trip. I want to see it live in the Facebook groups. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, I can do it live, but I gotta. I gotta make sure I get paid for this. Well, I mean, we the outcome it depends on the dollars. outcome. We can talk about compensation. Do, do it on OnlyFans. We now have a new on the life insurance. <laughs> This is no longer called. I would would sign up for Freddy's car battery experiments only fans. What's the the inverter? Who was talking about the inverter? This is no longer called. uh, You can you can do an inverter hook up to your to your uh, your car battery, Um, but those those will trip. Yeah, because I have a small one that's two amps. You plug in two iPhones and you're done. Yeah, I have a I have a two amp one that I love that's in the work but truck. Here's the thing: how long is a battery going to last sitting on the ground? You, you don't you don't you don't need it for that long. You just got to blow it up and get the water off. You're not. Oh, you're talking away. about when you go not like to do day. pickup. Define blow it up. The, the way the you way. want my brother in a black suit oiled up with a gag ball, I'm not going there. <laughs> so right, I never said oil. Where did you get so, oil from? So you were know, just you talking about, about yeah, doing this to blow it up when you bing, get bing, to the bing, top bing. If you need to. Yeah, it's just it's just a quick blow it up. Okay, all right. So I understand that part. I, yeah, off. I'd like to see a video of that. 
Yo, Nick. I'm going to try Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I was on Facebook, and I heard the uh, the talk about the car battery and the blower and shit, and I just had to join real quick because I got I got subs in my truck, and the amp that runs them is 1,200 watts, which equals right around 10 amps. And if the truck's off, which uh-huh. in which case the alternator isn't recharging the battery, so it's just straight battery, that 1,200-watt amp, pushing at 1,200 watts will drain that battery, and the truck won't start after like 10 minutes max. Yeah, but so that's you think we could blow up a slide. But, a but you think we could blow up a slide? What I'm saying is, is 1,200 watts is equal to 10 amps. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you divide by like, watts. 12. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that yeah, that all tracks. But do you think we could blow right. up a slide? Can, can I ask a question? It'd be very close. Oh. Like it, it. If so, not for long at all. But like, just Someone so we can get the water out the pool and roll it. Like, let's say. We go and 22 foot dual lane is not flooded, but like they partied hard and it's a trailer and they're all gone. And all the, all the outlets are on the inside. Could you potentially blow up our 22 foot just to get water out the pool and get some shit water off the slide, whatever. So we could fold and roll. It's possible. Nick, Nick we're going to find out. It's possible. Oh, but, I, yeah. I got a question. Okay. Are you guys talking about you show up to a customer's um, house and this thing is deflated when you get there? Yes. Correct. And they're not uh, home and, the co- and they use the power inside and the cords are thrown out the window. Yep. All right. I got, a, I got a solution for you. I got a solution. There's a $50 fee if this slide is not inflated when I arrive. I guarantee that that, that, that inflatable will be inflated. Bruno said it's not. Yeah. I in order for them to either clean or inflate it for you i normally say that if it's not rinsed or you know if it's super muddy to rinse it well there's going to be a 50 dollars charge and they immediately rinse it but they still deflate it or they, like you know like some of us they just throw the courts outside or they're gone for church or vice versa you food, think, you think that somebody that's using their power from the inside of a window is going to leave their house unsecure because there's a 50 you're threatening them with a 50 fee if somebody came at me and i found a 50 fee on my credit card number one i'm calling my bank number two i'm calling you and telling you to forever lost a customer over oh, well, well they, they agreed to it on the contract who cares it's not like I'm adding the, just a fifty dollar fee. It's it's on the on everything, bro. And I and I text them and I let them know, you know, to make sure don't do this. Even that drop off, I remind them three three they just, times. They just, they just don't they care. Just think Bruno's a bitch. They, they just don't care. They just, they just oh, like, we, you know, we, don't, don't do what I want. Bruno got all the bad customers, bro. I do. Yeah, I agree. Like it was super muddy, and I the customer was bringing. They didn't have water. For some reason, they didn't have a water hose. So the water. Yeah, I would. I would tell them. You know what? I think this one actually has a hole in it. Yeah. I don't know. Start saying they don't got water. Oh no. I don't want. (laughs) Sounds kind of crazy. Like I really need a fucking. I need a GoPro so I can show you guys what the fuck I go through. How about how about you guys just roll it up from the back and take it home? Yeah, that's what I do. Back. Yeah, yeah. Roll bro, it, did roll you have bro? Back. Did you have a channel? I thought you had a YouTube channel. You started one or no? I started one, dude, but I just 
don't have the time. Then, then I was working, I'm not even lying. We were working a hundred hours a week, a hundred to 120 hours a week. We were barely getting any sleep. That's it. I didn't have time for shit. That's crazy. That's it. There's only 168 <laughs> hours a week, bro. I was working 120 hours. That's why I'm switching my hours now this year and picking up the next day rather than picking up at seven. Because that's what I used to do. Pick yeah. up at seven and go all the way to like one in the morning, which I would yep. be out all day long. Yeah, we would get we would, we did that shit for I mean, we did it for a little while. Uh, like I was trying to figure out how to make it work. So I'm like, no, I think everybody does this. Like we got to figure it out to make it work. And then finally, I'm like, this is dumb. We ain't doing this no more. We're just getting all the shit the next day. Unless, Bruno, like, how uh, do your customers feel about that? Uh, they're all pickups. They're all stuff. Like, the they, they all they all love it. They all get excited. Um, every now and then we'll get that you know that dude that like is like, I want it off my grass. I want my grass to die. I'm like, bro, your grass is not gonna die. like your kids are gonna kill the grass in the pool, homie. Like it, the the unit being on the grass for another four hours, five, six, seven, eight hours overnight is not gonna. <clears throat> You know what I mean? And they're headstrong about getting it picked up. Um, I make it happen. We've made it happen every time. Um, I think maybe not, maybe not one or two. Like I was like, sorry, not possible, but uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty headstrong. They start getting weird too. Like, well, I'm not going to be liable. If, some, if this thing goes missing, they start saying that. wild shit. Yeah. Like, they start saying wild shit like that too. It's yeah. just like, well, I, I don't even... When they, when they start getting all weird and they, they, they don't want it, and like, oh, uh, after like the second time you try and you push it over on them, they say no. It's like, well, well, fuck, I gotta go grab this. Yeah, just grab it. And hey, then, let, me, let me ask y'all this What's y'all answer for when they say uh, it's gonna run up the electric bill? Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, bro, you, you probably pay more for your microwave then, when you, yes, you heat yes. up your noodles. I That's what I tell them, Mike. Like, I, I don't know. have a true answer for that question. Oh, Mark's got noodle, it. Noodle. Mark, the, you got a true answer for that? At the IAPA convention one year, Orlando Electric came in and they did a test. A woman's hair dryer uses more power than the blower on the inflatables. So those little handheld, you know, blow, blow dry their hair, that uses more power than an inflatable blower. But a woman is only using though, that, but... She's only using that for, for 20, 30 minutes max, right? But so that's you, the uh, best freaking line. I've well, told that to so many people, okay. and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Gotcha. It's, okay. It's okay. The best line. I just need something to reference, though. You know you, what I mean? I, do you I make them, Derek, do you make them keep it blown up the whole blown up the whole time? I Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell them just to unplug it. Oh, is, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah I just line. tell them, like, it's whenever, you know, party's over, party's over, boop. Plug out the wall, you're good to go. Yeah, we put we end up putting a uh, a watchdog siren on on all of ours, and we try to show them how to use it. But I don't want to freak them out when that siren goes off when they unplug it. So, oh yeah, what state are you in? I'm in Florida, Florida? like the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, you're going you're going hard with the a ASTM, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, well. It's not not that it's a requirement, but it's so much fucking competition out here that I, I'm like, I'm trying to do every any and everything I could do to stand out to justify the prices. Cause like I said, I'm not I don't come in as the cheapest. Like I'm I'm far from it. And and I'm a relatively you're, new you're, dude. Hey, you're in Tampa? Yeah. 
What do you run a, a 13 by 13? Uh, 150. Oh, dude, I do 80, 89 bucks, two tables and 20 chairs. God damn. <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. He does it. He's fucking with you. <laughs> no, but that's no, yeah, you so, know what? You you up in Ocala, aren't you? You're in Ocala. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I got you on my list of of, of checking people out. So yeah, I, I see your site. Yeah. You mean you, you, mean, you got them on the list of that apparently I broke up. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people from Florida. They, they've been telling me that for some reason there's less people doing tents out there. And I, and apparently there's this one guy specifically, Jesus, Freddie. He has already had he already has like 64 bookings on tents. Is it true that there's not a lot of people doing tents out there? <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't I, I don't do, I, I got a couple of I got some pop-up tents that I'll do, but only just for like backyard stuff. There's some there's some big tent companies out here in this area that charges yeah. like for uh for a lot of the festivals and shit. Um it just for me and the operation that we're running, it just doesn't seem worth it to even get in that business to try to get competitive. The numbers that he was sh- they were showing me, I'm like, wow, I wish I get that out here, but I just don't. The tents is probably my weakest, you know, out here in Kansas, but out there, I've been seeing Florida, tickets. Come to Florida, bro. Come to Florida. I don't know, dude. It's too hot. Oh, I'm used to Kansas and the Florida's full. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. I think tents are a bit. I, they're probably like a big hit down there. Like I'm kind of. No, they are. Yeah, I, I, I got a guy. I got a guy who I, I I've been talking with. He's been kind of mentoring me, and he's been in the game for about 15 years. And um, he does he does tents and and like some even some of the larger tents. Um, that he does, he even partners that out um, because Fortunate. he knows the price he'll get them at. But he was like, "Yeah, he goes through another company and and he has these recurring events." Um, it's just nothing that I've ever wanted to really get into. Um, I said I, I've said I was going to do some backyard tents, like pop ups, Wesley, ten by, 10, 10 by 20s. But... I'm down. Sorry, what Wesley said if somebody wants to do 50 50, I'm down, dude. I'm always down to make money. I'm, 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 being, I'm even considering about selling this business in two 50, more years. 50 on what? So, I'm, I'm out of here, everybody. You guys have a good night. I love you all. I'll Hello. see you guys later. Where are you going, and, Justin Federkini? You ain't got no kids. Me? <laughs> I got to go, go run this business right now. He got, he got, got a lot of blood. Yes, I'm about to go roll a blunt, but I got a fr- I'm at the weed lounge right now. I'm, I, I so every Wednesday I work at the freaking lounge here, and I have to freaking uh basically be gotta, on site. I go to church every Wednesday. You should come join me. Wednesday. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm near the other side of the country. Doesn't matter. There's I can find you a church right by you where they have the Wednesday service. Good old Baptist church. Right if you want, you want to come to my. We can start a weed church over here. <laughs> Dang. No, that wouldn't that would that wouldn't work. Church of the Rastafari. That that wouldn't work. It, it would just be called the Social Club, not a church. <laughs> it's called the, the Roaring Four Twenties Lounge. <laughs> but, there you go. That's what it's called. Four Twenty <laughs> Lounge. Uh, listen, I'll talk to you guys later. Though everybody have a good one. Stay safe and uh, 
Be happy. Later, Jay. Right, good night, Fetter TV. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Justin Fettuccini. Fettuccini. Fettuccini Alfredo. Wait. Wait, so what was the question? I forgot now. <laughs> hey, hey, so another, another question. Uh, the gentleman had jumped on. I think he, he might have logged off now, but but he jumped on real quick talking about um, blowers and amps on like a generator. I know most people common practice is um, the, uh, the Harbor Freight like Predator generators are like always brought up as the generator of choice. Um, and people say they can get two one horsepower blowers on that. On, on that, how do y'all calculate the 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 amps versus the horsepower versus what the generator can do? Because I know generator has a certain startup power, a running power, and then you have what the what the blowers can can actually do. That's so big. You divide by you. You basically divide by one hundred twenty. So. 10 like a 10 amp um whatever let's say a 10 like if, if a blower pulls 10 amps okay mm-hmm. but and it's running at 120 volts you times by 120 so it needs 1200 watts okay <clears throat> so if you're if your blower pulls 10 amps and you want to run two blowers right it's two times 120 you're going to need 2400 watts now again not an electrician so you need running, not startup. Um, and then also your blowers, your blowers will peak. They 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 peak higher. Uh, they're gonna pull more amps at startup. Startup, right? right. They, they they have the capacitor inside that mitigates it to where it's not super bad. That's why they don't pop breakers. Um, the best way to look at it though is just I just you know, if you need two blowers, just two generators, unless you're gonna go buy like <laughs> A big dog, you know what I mean? Nine thousand water. Okay, so here in Florida, I already had a. Um, I think it is a nine thousand. It might be eighty five hundred. So right, will be big dog. I bought just for hurricanes and 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 whatnot. And so having that, I'm like, everyone's telling me like, man, you could run your whole damn house on this thing. This thing is freaking huge and blah blah blah. It's got the thirty amp plug and this, that, and the other. So then I was like, okay, well, I want to do a photo shoot of the six units that I have right now. And of those six units, four of them use a a one amp blower and one uses a two amp and the other uses a a 1.5. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to need at least one more blower, but I was wondering if I could get away with a big ass blower and then like one of these 4375 um predators okay you're only going to get maybe two max three motors on that 4375 that's only okay. if you have the four prong plug going into the 30 amp breaker okay okay um i have an 8550 predator and a 9000 tool king i can put seven motors on each one of them them generators People say I'm nuts, but if you have a four prong plug going into the 30 amp breaker, you can easily put two to three motors on that breaker. 
the 30 amp breaker, you could put two motors on it and each of the individual receptacles, you could put one motor a piece if they all have separate breakers. You can't so, obviously start not all of them up at one time. You right, you would stagger up, that. You stagger the startups. <clears throat> a 4375 does not have the capacity power to push more than two motors unless you have the four prong plug if it's acceptable to that particular generator. That way, you know, each plug has a separate breaker. Usually the breakers are 20 amp breakers on those generators. Most of them are. So that tells you right there, you can put a two horsepower on each of the 20 amp breakers right off the bat. But you won't want to top it no more than that. If you don't have a four prong plug, use the 30 amp breaker because it just won't push it. It'll make the motor, it'll run the motors. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the motors will draw more power, which will most likely melt your cord to the plug or to the extension cord that's plugged into it. Which yeah, so, we've all seen that before. Yeah, so that, see, this one has two breakers. See, so this this is a 20 amp breaker here, and then this is a 20 amp breaker here. So there's two different breakers with two plugs on either, right? But you can right. only run one blower on this breaker and one blower on this breaker. And then over here, uh, this says that it's 120, 30 amp max. So this this may be a third breaker. The, those, okay, stop. Don't move your screen around no more. Leave it, uh, move that generator over just a little bit to the right, the, your picture, the other way. Okay, keep going. Okay, you see those breakers, that breaker right there? You've got... There is not a separate breaker for the 30 amp. Oh, right. It's right oh, wait a minute. What's that? Wait, what's that right there? What's what's that? That right there, right there. Uh AC breaker. There's a 30 amp breaker right there. See right there, that little uh where your cursor is. Yeah, right so now? that's that's a 30 amp. And then this says this is Those, DC. That, that little breaker is for the DC plug. Right there. That's gotta be for the DC plug. Oh, for that other breaker, breaker, the 30 amp is for the four prong plug. So literally, what what size what size generator is that one? Right there, 7250. That's right. a 9000. Okay, you can easily put six motors on that generator without a question of a doubt. Easily, six motors on that generator. You put one right there, one right there, two on the top, three on the bottom. The three on the bottom is your four prong plug. Like you six 1.5s. One you horsepower. Can't obviously two. Seven, you can't obviously put seven two horsepower. There's no yeah, that would be insane. You would you can't yeah. do that. I've, but I've that motor right there, I can guarantee you could run six motors easily without no problems on that generator. Yeah, I second that. I put uh four two horsepowers on that while I'm cleaning. Do, no problem. Do customers care about it being the quiet kind and not in your experience? Yeah, no. the quietness, they all call, they all want quiet, obviously. But, you know, my recourse to that is I can't afford a $1,200 generator that's made by Honda or by somebody that's super duper quiet when really the decibel quietness is not that much difference. It's the muffler that's on the, the unit. Like I have, I have this one right here. Uh, this one's more expensive than that one. And look, it's a third of the watts. Mm -hmm. And that hold the two 1.5s? Uh, because this this is uh, it's called an inverter generator. Where the, this is the quiet one. 
<clears throat> if it's got two breakers, it will, but it's, uh, <clears throat> what's the, what, what's the three prong say? Is that a 30 amp three prong on that? Well, it's a 3,500. There's no way it's going to run two motors. Yeah. So this is 20 amp breaker there. And then this is 30 amp to this. is And this is to run like the air conditioner in the camper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can charge an iPhone. Exactly. Do you really need something that runs four motors? Well, I, I used, well, I don't do it no more because the kids are getting bigger, but from a seven straight years, I did Halloween event for this one family. They would, they would rent from me no more or no less than 10 inflatables for their parties. I'd have two generators that would run that party. It was a two hour Damn. party every year. It was a Halloween party, extremely wealthy people. And they would want two generators with 10 units. They would nice. do summer parties where I'd have five or six water slides, two generators. And <clears throat> it's, it, you got to get a generator that big for that. But for your answer, Freddie, uh, the normal generator that the most of us use, 4,500 to 6,500, the 3,500s are good to have. You can run two motors off of 3,500 because um, there's two separate breakers, two 15 amp breakers on there. So you could run two motors off of 3,500. I thought the 3,500, hey. you couldn't. Yes. You, hey, you Nick, can, can you, you can. the link I put in there? I want to see what, what this, this is the exact generator that I have. And I'm looking to do a photo shoot with six units. <clears throat> Four, one uh, horsepower, one, one and a half, and one, two. Where's the what and, generator? Uh, the one that, that Nick's pulling up right now. Hopefully, I didn't uh, put no spyware on your computer. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some way. people can know where I'm at. That's fine. <laughs> the 6,500? No, the Ryobi? Yes. I don't think you'll be able to do it. No? Okay. Nope, not at all. I'm, I'm not being an ass to you. No, 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 no. And, know, and that's okay because I, I have, I have I access to another generator. computer. Yeah, I know I'm just trying to figure generator. out how many I could get on there. You might could get three maybe four okay maybe, maybe four gotcha I, that the ryobis don't have the they just don't have the power it's just not there I, now you got me thinking how many i could run on my generator <laughs> go that's 6500 uh, right there okay see the 30 amp four prong right there you can put two on that one and one on each of the other for sure Okay. Maybe you could get three on the 30 amp, depending on what size motor you're putting there. You might could get a two and a horse and a half on that and two separate ones on the 20 amp, except, <laughs> except this. Both of those plugs has four outlets. You think to yourself, holy crap, I could put four things in there. No, those two plugs together only have a 20 amp breaker. You're lucky to get two horse and a halfs on that motor on those two plugs right there. Oh yeah, for sure. There's on one breaker for them two plugs. If there was a separate breaker, 20 amp <laughs> on each one of them plugs, you're golden, but they're not. Gotcha. There's one breaker for both of those plugs. Okay. <clears throat> so right now me looking at that, if I was to have that generator, I would not put more than three motors on there, max. So not not talking about a customer event, but like if, if I want to say uh, I'll put a one uh on each of the the 20 amps uh and then on the 30 amp i'll put two ones on that would that be would that work 
Okay, the problem, okay, so two ones right off the bat is going to be close to 16 amps. Yeah. Okay, that's more than 80% of 20 amps. I don't think it'll run it. I think it'll pop it. Well, it'll run it for a little bit, but once it gets hot, it'll pop it. It'll pop, okay, gotcha. That's my, that's my thoughts on it. All right, so bring more generators, got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would just tell you to go buy another one. I was trying to figure yeah. out, like, I don't, I don't use them that much. I only got one city that's far away that needs them all the time at the parks. That's the only time we they ever go for me. So, I don't mess with them that much. Yeah. So this, we, this, like, this is that's not enough. That's fifteen amps. It's only fifteen amps. Like the one I have is a is a brand called Champion, and it's thirty. I think it's 3,500 watts, um, but I didn't pay this much for it, though. I only paid 400 bucks. But, oh, you can get them at Sam's now. You can get them at Sam's. <clears throat> yeah, just like for that photo shoot, just go buy, you know, a $400 one, you know, that and then go in the inventory uh, and right. run out when needed when you get bigger. That's what I would right. do. Hey, Nick, I, I just sent you a link if you could look that up real quick. And since yeah, we're yeah. talking about generators on your messenger now i'm kind of curious to to hear um mark see what he thinks how many generator or <laughs> not generator, so how many blowers i could use with my generator yeah let me get it uh it's not pulling up on my computer let me text it to myself hold on one second moving food too fast for my what's computer a, can't keep up what's a milwaukee stick pump <laughs> is it uh you don't, need, you don't need that is that what he's pulling up no that's not what i'm pulling up i have i have no idea what a stick pump is uh i've tested uh submersible and non-submersible pumps for all sorts of things so they don't work <laughs> i mean they work but it's you it just takes too long total waste of time yeah total waste of time and you're pl you got to think you're inside of a flooded bounce house or flooded water slide with a thing that plugs into the wall like you about to kill yourself <laughs> okay <laughs> it wasn't my finest hour when i realized that i was like wow i've been using this pump trying to test this pump forever and i almost died Mark, this is your, your expertise here. How, how many blowers do you think I can run with this one? <laughs> that one right there? That That's a badass generator right there. Thank I you. I can't see close-ups because Nick's got the screensaver thing going on. Uh, but those look like each one of those separate plugs are 20 amps. And then you've got a, a three-prong and a four-prong. So there's easily two... Four, five, six. I could do That's seven. Fifty amps. Hmm. I says that a fifty amp. Okay, it's a fifty amp. It says, yeah, it says right there. Yeah, we could okay, use that so one. That, so then, that, or, so then what? In order to do that plug right there, you would have to have a, a you know, the the what's called a whip, where it plugs in and it has three three plugs on the other side. That's called a yep. whip. Okay. okay. So the whip for that would have to have the end that a motorhome plug goes into. 
because that's, that's a 50 amp breaker for a motorhome. Oh, but okay. You could get that whip. If you could get that plug on a whip, you could easily run four motors off of that without a question of a doubt. That also oh, really? it's a gas. That's a thousand dollar generator. You're smoking drugs if that's what you're using. <laughs> no. No, I've actually just, I just was looking at a 12,000 watt uh, generator. It's on Amazon right now. It's uh, just under. I think I got it. Yeah. I just used it on a job that I did with my big obstacle course. And I was looking at the breaker system and I'm going, holy crap, I could put eight motors on this one unit. There's one generator I could put eight motors on it, but who the hell is going to have eight units going out at one time in some place, you know? Right. Most well, likely, all right. I'm off the bed. If, you've got, nachos. Units, if you've got eight units going to one job somewhere, Get out to they're it. probably spread apart like in a football field. Yeah. You need well, two or three little generators. When I clean the units, Mark, I usually pull like 16 units at a time. So I like to pull them all out, but I want to maximize uh, um, this generator. So if I could do add more, you know, because right now I got four blowers, but man, if I could do six or eight, I, I mean, shoot, that, that's a you, game changer. You set up, you set up 16 Sorry. units at a time. Excuse me. Oh, was that an attitude? Brenna. What? Freddie, go to mute. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you, you set Late, up Freddy. 16 units to clean at a time? I do. Yeah. Uh, and how many people do you get to come in and do that? <laughs> I'm going to be that honest. It's just two to three people at the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same I'll, way. I'll, I want a video of that. I want a video of that. I got several. I'll send quite a few, but they, I, I like to do them just all at once, so that way I'm not over there doing them throughout the week. I mean, it's tiring, but we get up like at five in the morning, and then we get done at one p.m. Oh, you really work in immigrants, bro? You yeah, bro? Oh, you crazy? God. You crazy? Just clean oh, some tomorrow. <laughs> My wife is cracking up. She's saying that we're dying out there. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're killing yourself. Why? Just just clean like four today and four tomorrow. Yeah. I kind of want to do something year old else. Son, that's who does my cleaning. I'm trying to yeah, do something. That's I'm the first shit I hired. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not even thinking about doing um, weekday rentals this year. Just, <laughs> just focusing on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, we just do like two, three, three at the most at a time, but mainly two. Nick, we still see your screen, bro. I know. This is it's this thing. Yeah, this. What is that? I don't know why a guy's talking though. It's like this pump thing. <laughs> but I don't know why this guy's talking so long. It'll get back to it. Well, I've What is that? It's a pump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you could you could go set that in the, you know, in the pool or something. I don't know. That's just more shit. Yeah, than let me tell you something. I've seen all these that. different these different um, gifts of people how they empty the water out of the pool. 
Yeah. There is absolutely nothing faster than opening a zipper, standing on the side, grabbing a pool liner, and draining that pool in just a letter, matter than a minute, minute and a half. I agree. You yeah. Know, yeah. Sometimes you look at that water and you go, damn, what the fuck is floating around in there? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and I won't lie, there's been a couple of times I put my pressure cleaning boat, boots on and went in there and drained some water because I looked at him and was like, shit. I don't know if that's Jerry Curl in there or if that's mayonnaise or what the hell's in that. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let me let me let me ask let me ask you guys this because we uh uh for the guys who 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 know me, we started in October, right? So we haven't gotten to the wet season yet. So well, are you gonna be the, hurting? What's that? <laughs> you gonna be hurting? I know. Well, yeah, we've been that we've we've been practicing with our slide. Um, we got big dual lane slide, and we've been putting out the wet dry combo, but it, no no one's wanted it wet so far. But we bought a um a um a shop vac, right? Um, don't do nope. it. Don't do it. No, I know what you're gonna say? Don't do it. Yeah, don't 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 do it. Just... Stand on the side of the pool and drain it. Oh, Bro, I done, I done, listen to me. I done everything there is to ever do, right? Like I experimented with everything ever. And uh, we did, we did shop fact for like, uh, if it rains, because it rains all the time, right? Right. Um, so if it rains overnight, then the, and the units are deflated and they get flooded inside, it doesn't matter what you do. Like just go pick them up with two guys and roll through it. That is the way to do it. Um, there is, there has been some point in time, like maybe, maybe two times, but we'll use, uh, like my rolling straps on a combo. Cause you can roll it tighter and squeeze that water out and get it to the right. vent. Um, and then water slides, like, yeah, same thing. Like, you know, flooded water slide, just rolling straps, roll it tight, squish it out. It's a way to do it. Man, I mean, the, the shop back has worked for us though. Like, like, like you say, for the the times it's rained, we bring it out. The only problem is we only get about a good, you know, five minutes out of the shop back with the with the battery on it. Oh yeah, um, we were plugging. Oh in yeah, you gotta you gotta do away with that. You gotta do it away with. Are you that. getting? Are you Come talking about getting inside the unit and taking the water out of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah you're. you're well, the thing no, is, the thing. Like it works, but you're wasting time. Yep. And my and my thing is like time is money. I'm trying to get out of these people's yards. Um, if there's too much water in there, roll it from the back. That's the easiest. What Freddy said. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, it's just the bet. Like I, I I've I've literally tried everything. Like like I said, I have a I I got shit on my popcorn. YouTube channel while I'm out. I'm in there with a like I said that freaking <laughs> DC pump that plugs in the wall pumping yeah. water out you know it's not a good idea because i could have killed myself like that's a low <laughs> low low, low chance. totally bad idea because it could happen and then uh it just takes forever like it's just pumping water forever and it's like right and now i'll, I'll say this if you're out there picking up stuff alone it's a little bit of a different story because that's yeah. testing yeah. all that stuff that's what i was doing i, I was solo so it's like there was almost no way to to get. I mean, there. If you go to my YouTube channel, I watched the video that's titled "Bounce House Nightmares." Like, 
the amount of water that's in that freaking combo it's the trop combo uh from from spacewalk if that thing gets rained on bro it is insane how much water gets in it um like it was just i it was so heavy it was t- the dolly wouldn't stay like i had to hold the dolly down after i pumped water after i rolled it you know what i mean but i was but like i said i was alone you know picking that up um but now that we just run two-man crews, it's like, poop, nope, just roll and go. Just use a you winch. Know, I use the winch. I don't yeah, use it I anymore. Have one. I got stronger. I yeah, I have one on my rolls all. I, it's, I've literally never even hooked it up. Yeah, I I'm use it all the time. That, that conversation, because I had that conversation last time I was on, and that, that took us to 12 o'clock, so... <laughs> the winch. Not yeah, you bring up it. dollies or in or or, yeah. uh, uh, or rental software, bro. We're gonna be here yeah. for a while. I use the rolling machine, and that seems to help for some reason. The rolling machine. Yeah, yeah. Those, things are, those things are goofy. Uh, they're, yeah. they're really they invented. They, they take a lot of they take a lot of space, and then it sucks because you have to have them plugged in. Yep. But I found a way to just kind of make it. Fast. I don't know. It's it's got its pros and cons. Like I mean, it it saves your back in a way, but then it also it's it's not that great. Like it's I I honestly get it. I mean, the people that help me they said it's great, but it's I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we use here and there. Yeah, it's it's really intended to have at your warehouse, so mm-hmm. when you're cleaning, you can roll at the yeah. warehouse because it's cleaning definitely it helps a bunch. Yes, it's it's big, it's heavy, it's cumbersome. It's got to plug into the wall, especially when you're opening 16 units at a time. <laughs> right, bro, 16. That's insane. It is. I it's still want to see a video of that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I have a camera here, but I never get really get to take it out. Um, maybe the drone too, and just sometimes I get footage. Sometimes I just can't. You know, I but can't get I'm, enough people to do seven units in a day. Really? Dang. No, we, we try to just knock everything down in, in one day because the thing too is that you know our weather is really crazy. So it's like really nice one day and then the next day, like tomorrow. It was nice today, and then tomorrow's gonna snow. Bruno, so, where you at? In Kansas. Super Bowl champions, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that Kansas City or Kansas State? No, no Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. Okay, gotcha. So, so they call it they call it the windy city out here. So it also gets super windy too around March and April. So I got a fucked up weather and fucked up clients. I'm just fucked. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm just, well, yeah. I'm just I'm just oh, letting, letting, letting it out. Just don't 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 hit me. Just everybody's got their own struggles, I'm sure. Yeah, we got all Buffalo your, weather, so you guys all, all know your, about that. All your hopes and dreams. We'll be in Texas. <laughs> Maybe. We'll just hear Freddie. Freddie has a bunch of problems in Texas, but his are the prices. Mine are not well, the Freddie prices. Freddie only pays his, uh, his help was like five. What was it? Five dollars, fifteen dollars, Freddie? What do you? Yeah, and I then I got to feed them bro. and house them. And... You got to feed them and shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I have to pay their their the mortgage and... <laughs> But oh, Freddie, I thought you were down in Florida. I am in Florida. I don't know why you called me Texas. Yeah. No, I meant Freddie from um, the other chat. Oh. Este, Alfred, not Freddie. Alfred. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Texas. Um. <clears throat> All right, well, gentlemen, I'm out of here, man. Great talking to you guys as always. Great info, Nick. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Appreciate all you guys, man. Absolutely. Have a great night. Uh, feel free to hit me up yeah. anytime you want. All right, we'll do, Mark. Thanks, I'm sir. I'm on the east coast of Florida, right across the state from you. That sounds good. I appreciate it, brother. All right. All right. All right. See you. Take care. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally eating a Lunchable right now. I'm hungry. I, I packed a Lunchable just in case. <laughs> a Lunchable. Yeah, we're breaking into it. a Lunchable like you're going in the airport. <laughs> yeah. You know, a kind of an early dinner. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out too. I got five dogs to take out, so <laughs> I'll yeah. talk to you guys later on. All right, Mark. Thanks. Hey, Dang, everybody's trying to sleep early today. I know, bro. I may I may wake up and get some shit done tomorrow. I gotta take my kids to the uh, dentist in the morning. <laughs> hey, Nick, I got a question for you. Yeah, you share that that damage waiver with me. We don't have a damage waiver. This is our second year in. And um, I think it's probably a good idea to add it to our rental process. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even think it's a form. I think it's just a checkbox on the website. Okay. And then I think I added, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I added wording to the rental contract of kind of the parameters of it, I, I think. I don't know. I did it. I didn't do it that long ago, but it was kind of one of those things like you do once and kind of forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Have you been using that for a while? Um, yeah, I added it. I'm trying to remember when I added it. It might have been last summer. It might have been at the end of last summer. Not so. Okay. So not not that long. Okay. Um, it's one of those things that um, just kind of like people started checking the box. And we started making seven percent more, you know, on a whole bunch of rentals. You know. Yeah. 35 30 30% of the rentals maybe 40% of the rentals okay. um like a car rental thing where they I, mean, I, I i told my admin um so i got a new girl that's working for me um that does the bookings and stuff so she runs the event hawk and the and then if somebody's in an inflatable office with a a quote that they didn't finish she follows up with them but i basically told her that if if they call you or text you where you have to go build the booking just put that in like this, right default anything that's not auto booked default it and so far people just they're cool with it you know what i mean like that's great that's that's a great idea yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to even, i don't even remember where it's at do you do you have inflatable office or what what website do you use I, no i don't we only have five units we just just purchased another one it's in the making actually <clears throat> i saw the one you had made from corona oh yeah how do you like that it's it's been great. I, it's really good quality. I like it. I was actually chatting with Brian about it the other day. Yeah, the LSU one. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Hey, Nick. I reached out to him, and he's gonna he's making me one. Um, is one is Brian still with Corona? Like, is he still running that? Yes. 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 I text him, uh, or he texts me or something. I, no, no, no. I I, I text him. Uh, I needed his his opinion on something. Um, I didn't even know if he'd text back and then he's texting back. I'm like, what the fuck are you up to, bro? And then, uh, yeah, he's with Corona still. It's, it's now part of, um, it's now part of, uh, bouncing angels, not part of bouncing, oh. angels, but like, um, uh, he's got bouncing angels 
helping him with production. And then okay. he's helping bouncing angels with design. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause I told him, I'm like, bro, like of all the, like there's a million trillion billion different bounce houses out there. Right. And then all of a sudden he starts being on my, Oh, he was always on my stories. Right. Posting pictures of a bounce house. On, and then it's just these bounce houses on my stories. I'm like, bro, the stuff that you made was always like perfect. Like, the color theory was right. The like, everything was just right. Like, like you're like my favorite designer, dude. Yeah, it was cool. I saw the LSU one, and I'm like, that's sweet. I got a hold of him, and he's gonna make me a Buffalo Bills one. Yeah, it's it's and that's it's it's a good unit too, um, as far as rentals go, right? Because I'm in Louisiana, so yeah. that theme that theme does well. We we kind of got it kind of late in the year last year, um, so this will be our first full year with it. And then, yeah. yeah, quality is great. Design is great. Um, been, yeah, so far very pleased with it. Not not having it, like I said, a full year yet, but really, really like it. I Excited. have um, I have an 18-foot slide, the Starburst one from him. And yeah. Yes, same thing, man. I'm, I'm very happy with it. That's good to know. I wanted, I wanted to do more with him, but I got a lot of conflicting stories from about him so i kind of like steered away from buying anything but i don't know i guess i'll reach out to him because he did he's 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 legit just as anybody else yeah oh yeah his design yeah i know the starburst one i remember like the first i remember the first time i saw it come across on my phone like it was at the top i'm like what the fuck wow right and my yeah, thing is people love that stupid slide mm-hmm. yeah, everything he was putting out back then I mean, he was the first one I ever saw that did like the the black, like kind of main black, but then with the neon green and neon. The neon, pink. yeah, that's like, look cool, dude. This is gonna change the game. Yeah, but I mean, he got you know basically, and this is a, a, a very light conversation I had with him, but he almost did too good of a job where he got like so busy. You know what I mean? It was right. like hard to hard to keep up. I'm like, well, bro, like I don't want to be the guy that says good problems to have, right? Because all of your all of your employee friends always say that you're like, I'm so fucking busy. I don't even know what to do. They're like, well, it's a good problem to have. Right. Like, <laughs> yes, but still it's, you know, very stressful. Yeah. But all right. Well, I think we should call it, dude. It was only uh two and a half hours tonight, but that's not a bad thing. So, all right, everybody, we're going to, we're going to call it a night.